Welcome to Talk That Talk. We have the unfiltered, unscripted, uncomfortable conversations about band, HBCU band culture, music, education, and more. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast and also find us on all social media networks at Real Talk That Talk. And now, let's start the show. Let's go ahead and get the show started. So let me start it the right way and do it the way we always do it. So welcome everybody to Talk That Talk. We have the unfiltered, unscripted, uncomfortable conversations about band, HBCU band culture, music, music education, and more. Please make sure that as soon as you come in, you go ahead and smash that like button. If you're just now walking into the show, I appreciate you coming in. We appreciate the support, but go ahead and click a like button. Let's get these likes up. I always say I want the likes to match the number of views that we have. Also, please make sure that you go over to the YouTube channel. If you're watching us on Facebook, go over to YouTube and subscribe to the network and turn on notifications all right also Spotify, the, i gotta i gotta put that out there oh but go ahead go ahead now i'm gonna say where are the legion people at man we get to get to talk to our band director man where are the legion people at oh. in the all comments right. if you're from the legion i need to see some people from the legion represent i see a lot of uh p well i see Devin from pv but where are the legion people at well, you already know uh, that I'm a I'm gonna go ahead and reblast it out, you know. So so you ain't got to worry about it. I'm a, I'm gonna put it in there. Tina, there, there she go. Hey, there Tina. Hey, rookie sister. Me and <laughs> Tina grew up together. Y'all already know that's my girl. All right. So also, please make sure or just remember once again that we are on Spotify. So if you don't get a chance to catch us right at the beginning, you can catch us on Spotify at Real Talk That Talk. Okay, let's go ahead and kick this thing off. Let's go ahead and get it started. Um, I'm going to actually lead with something that me and you talked about, Rick, a uh, conversation that me and you had, and, um, maybe you can elaborate on it. I know that I can, but I, I, I don't think I would do it justice the way that you would do. Um, so let's do it this way. Do we care about black kids that go to non-black schools? Do we care about black kids that go to non-black schools? Now, Quan is looking at looking at it like, what? All right. So if you want, uh, Rick, can you just elaborate on that for me, please? Yeah, Julian and I were having a conversation, y'all. And uh, it, it revolved around a couple of things. It revolved around how the lack of recruitment at school uh, at non-traditional hbcu style schools right like being able to get into some of these schools like we always have this conversation about you know the hbcu style versus the shows uh the core style the you know all these different uh talks about approach to playing and whatever that may be there are a lot of black kids that go to those schools but very few of our schools go to those people and try to recruit those kids to our program. So that's the first side of it. The other side of it is these kids have been blasted by these people that have no appreciation for our art form, which is show style band. Their band directors, in a lot of instances, I've heard it myself. When I was in high school, my band director told us outright, y'all shouldn't go to Norfolk State. They don't know what they're doing. He actually told us that. And I was an all-state player. I was all I was in everything. I was Virginia Honor Band, all that. And I went to Norfolk State. So it's it's a two it's a two part you know issue, the lack of investment in those kids from those schools, and then the fact that those kids don't get you know positive uh, 
affirmation when it comes to what we do as show style bands. So it turns into the two fighting each other. And then for me, I think the last part is, you know, what what is important? You know, we sit up here and we and we are all in this business to try to advocate for what we love. And that's HBCU bands, HBCUs in general and black people. You know, that's what we all stand for. Right. So at the end of the day, what is important? Is it just, you know, like, do we just care about the kids we know we can get or as directors, are we going to put the investment in, especially at the collegiate level to go into some of these schools we may not be comfortable in? Or we may not, you know, you know, have a relationship per se and say, hey, those kids can come to my school and make us better. You know, so I'm, I I wonder, do people just not care about those kids? Exactly, Tina. They pushed us to JMU. I, those were the only two schools I applied to, Norfolk State and JMU. I used to listen to JMU tapes in my Walkman. <laughs> and, and, JMU, big dog. James Madison University, dog. If you ain't never seen their band, go check them out. 450-piece band blowing the walls down. They were they were spirit of JSU, which is Jacksonville State, the JSU everybody knows now. Uh, like, they were that back then. You know, so James Madison University. And their band's still great. But so I, always, I just rose to raise the question, man. Do we care about those kids or do we only care about kids that do what we do? You know, and that I think that's a lot of the conversation. I think that's a lot of the reason why people get up, so upset with me because they know I've done a lot of things on the other side with core style, with drum corps and so forth. So do we care about our people everywhere or do we only care about the people that do what we do or agree with, agree with us? All right. So um, I know that Rick gave a lot of insight on it. And I know he's still going to answer the answer the actual question. But seeing as he gave the insight, then Quan, you go ahead and kick off the actual answers. All right. So <laughs> I have to be unfiltered uh, and honest with my answer. In my opinion, from my standpoint, I do feel that we uh, we care about all students. But just like you basically expressed, Rick, I do feel like there are band directors on the other side that attended PWIs that have specific stigmas about historical black colleges that say those things. And then it becomes, excuse my French, but like a pissing competition that my university is better than yours, that uh, my teaching and my studio was better than yours. Um, and they have an experience you know, the HBCU culture, they don't understand, you know, what we endeavor through. So they just be like, nah, I don't go there, you know. And and I the truth is to a degree, it's borderline racist, in my opinion. Again, do I feel like every uh, every person is like that? No. But from our experiences, it's it's flat out racist because you don't you don't know this particular group of people, you don't know that department, uh, but yet and still you assume that they're in this way. Um, I've been on job interviews with fine arts directors that literally said, um, does, uh, I don't think Prairie View has a good department. And I was like, well, where do you hear that from? Well, you know, we speak like that amongst our fine arts directors. So if it's happening at that level, 
then you know damn well it's happening at the the, the secondary level to recruit these people. Um, and then to a degree, like I say, it may not be all band directors, so I don't want to generalize. But I do believe that some of these predominantly white institutions feel like they're the creme de la creme of their particular conference or the band world, so we don't have to recruit. So I don't feel like they're reaching out to, to for example, I've never had a, a, a University of Houston, and I'm just using it for example, not saying that they wouldn't, but they've never knocked on my door and was like, hey, would your kids be interested? When I was living in Louisiana, they never knocked on, you know, at the time, LSU didn't knock on the door and was like, say, do, would you consider coming here? But it was those people from those HBCUs. And I'm pretty sure my band director was willing to let anyone come through the door. Um, but do we care about non-Black students or all minorities or all people? I do. I do believe we do because we know how it feels to be rejected or placed, you know, to the side or or even um, what is the word perceived that, you know, that we're incapable of competing with our counterparts and other uh, other races due to the color of our skin or the area that we grow, uh, the area that we grew up in. I do think that's valid. Um, me personally, do I care for all students? Yes. But I have to be honest with myself. I truly feel that people of color should experience an historical black college, not just for the band aspect, but because I believe that historical black colleges is a place in these the United States of America where you can be you and where you can find you and that you can appreciate your culture regardless of whatever it is. You're not judged when we know that in other facets and other areas and arenas of the world, you have to be a certain way. And we know that code switching is real. So we know that's real. So I, I do believe that uh, we care for all but everybody does not have that same mindset. And some of those directors honestly are looking for specific things as well. Bet. Okay. Uh, Josh, do we care about black kids that go to non-black schools? Yeah, like to piggyback off what uh, he was just saying, I think he said, did you say culture switching was real or code switching was? Code switching. Code switching, yeah. Like the, what he was saying is like, I like that because like, I think at this point now we have to accept it. You know what I'm saying? And when it comes to black kids going to um like predominantly white institutions, I think like as educators and band directors, man, uh, if if we know that they're going to like go to those type of schools, I guess I guess like the best way the best we can do is like just warn them as educators, hey, look, man, um what you're used to doing over here or what you've been hearing, you know, say what you've been hearing about HBCUs and et cetera, et cetera. Let me pull you to the side and let me, and let me tell you, you know what I'm saying? This is not what this is going to be. So you won't have a financial problem. You won't have a class problem. You won't, you know, say they won't be calling their mamas or friends, but man, I think I went to the wrong school. I, I don't like this. this. This is not where I came from. This is not what my band director has been telling me about his experience this whole time um, being in college. Cause you know, as educators, we talk about our experiences, so therefore they can go to college and now that they're going to um take the now that they're now that they're going to take the opportunity to go to not an HBCU but a PWR 
I, I guess that just comes with us as educators to just be like, hey, you know, let's let let, let me just tell you what's real. You're not gonna you you might not experience the same experience that I've been telling you all these years in our classroom or inside of the band hall, or et cetera. So um, do we care? I think we do care. I think we honestly do care, man, because you know what I'm saying? When you grow up into a culture that you're used to, it's hard to change. And it's hard to see the other the other mirror or the other side of everything what goes on. And, um, but I think honestly, like at the end of the day, man, you know, if, if a child is just, if, if a student or a child is just happy to go somewhere else than where we were uh, used to going or originated on, going to then that's that person you know so that's that's person um that's that person's choice and there's nothing that we can do as long as they're happy then you know that's that that's what happens at the end of the day that's what happens at the end of the day as long as they're happy but still give them a fair warning before they go you know so yeah okay all right there you go josh you can pop your little cherry so we good now <laughs> so you got it out the way there you go first topic congratulations all right <laughs> rick uh, do we care about black kids that go to non-black schools? I think we do. I think this conversation for me is a lot more, a lot more nuanced, right? I think part, the first part of it is exposure. Do we have access to those buildings? You know what I'm saying? Do we have access to those students? I can remember when we first got to PV, how hard it was for us to be able to go to some of these schools and tr just to try to recruit. I think the other side of the question is they don't want us there. A lot of these schools, they have preconceived notions about our programs and preconceived notions about us as musicians to where they preach that onto us. Like I'm one of those kids. I went to a predominantly white school in a city with one of the most historically relevant HBCU band uh, style band, high school bands on the East Coast. I see Norcom High School. Nobody from an HBCU came to Churchland to recruit us. You know what I'm saying? Nobody. But I see Norcom, everybody was over there to get those kids. I have a lot of rookie brothers and sisters that are from there. So I think it's on both sides, man. Yeah, we care about our people. But you have to have access to be able to get in the building to be able to recruit those kids. That's the first part, right? The second part is getting your pride and ego out the way to do the work to get into those spaces if it's something you want to do. I know things that I don't know. I know what those things are. And what I do as a person is I fight to either better myself in those areas or at least be presentable, right? I know I don't, I'm not a big fan of early music, you know, the medieval period, you know, um, into the Renaissance. I'm just not a big fan of that music, but I have extensively studied, especially over the last two years, because I know I want to teach music history. So it's something that I need to be better at, right? That same thing goes into being a band director. If you want to be a band director, you need to be constantly studying, constantly exposing yourself to things you don't like. Same things that you are aren't interested in, things that are things that you will probably never do, but you still gonna have to expose yourself to them because that's what being an educator is. Because that might spark that interest in that student in your class that everybody else is not interested in. I remember being in music history class, y'all, and being the only person awake. And that was in my master's degree. When I got my master's degree, there was three of us I in agree. class, <laughs> and half, and I was the only one awake. You know, everybody else dozing in and out. So I think that 
do we care about our people? I think for the most part, yes. But I think it requires, and Quan says this on the show all the time, it requires us to humble ourselves. Excuse me. It requires us to humble ourselves. You know, humble. We got to humble ourselves and understand that. Hey, Julian, Doc told me to tell you he's been trying to get in, bro. So, yeah, reach out to him. Let him in. Yeah. It, it requires us to humble ourselves. We can't hear you, Julian. I, I'm sorry to break that train of thought, but we don't want to lose him. And he just called and text me. Call him, Julian, please. But, yeah, y'all, like, what is the investment that comes from these HBCU programs outside of the comfort zone? Like, Quan, you went to Prairie View. That was the thing that helped us climb, Quan, when I got there, bro, was that we said, okay, we know our schools, our base, Jack Yates, you know, Sock up in Dallas, all the Dallas area. We invested major dollars into recruiting in the Dallas area because we knew we got a lot of students from there. Texas Southern had a bigger hole on Houston, but we were still at these, you know, events and stuff trying to do things to get Houston kids. But we said, excuse me, we said, okay, what can I do? outside of that comfort zone to get the type of students in here that we want. And so we we started reaching out to people, you know, like right there, Waller County High School. They wouldn't let PV people in the door at one point. And then I realized, I, I went over there and I realized that my section leader from Cadets 2001 is the band director at, uh, at Waller High School. So I called him up and I'm like, bro, let us come talk to these kids. He was like, man, I had no idea you were at Prairie View. I was like, yeah, this is my first year. Let us come talk to the kids. It's that type of thing. Like you said, Quan, people in the city of Houston that wouldn't even, they like they would take PV student stuff and rip it up if it came across for a job interview because of that same misconception that you're talking about. So I think at the end of the day, y'all, yes, we care about our people, but I think it's the other side too. They have to be you know, if we're interested in recruiting those kids, they have to be open to saying, okay, it ain't my, it ain't about me. It's about this kid. And it's about this kid's future and this kid's education. And if that's not the number one thing that they thinking about, then hell, man, I don't want to work with somebody that's like that. F them. You know what I'm saying? Like, for real, I don't want F you, the band director, not the kid. And shoot, call the kid on your own, man. Send him a text. Get on Instagram. You know his name. You know what I'm saying? If it's a kid that's in Allstate, go right down that Allstate. Oh, there he go right there. Such and such high school. Do the necessary work to get that kid in your program. So, yeah, it's all about investment. Go ahead, Quan. But but I, I think you said a, I think you said a mouthful and the blessing of like avenues that you have because you've been on both sides of the spectrum in regards of show style as well as core style, and so you have an avenue or. Um, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? Basically like a gateway to get in certain spaces. A that slight maybe, advantage is what you're yeah, saying. That, that, yeah, that, that some of us, we may not. And when you say he was a cadet and you're a cadet, y'all have a sense of relation. So, But the problem is when you don't have that connection of relation, people just go off of assumption. Prime example, we do it and, and look at what we're fighting against. Prime example, like we joke about, you know, Southern being the Kings and whatnot, but you know, for a fact in the HBCU war, if you say you're from Southern because of the recognition and the popularity of that band, people going to look at you a certain way outside of, if I say I'm from, well, I'm from Virginia union. Like they're going to question 
like an aspect of your expertise when you may be just as good as that individual that's from Southern. So we're fighting against that. Plus, we're fighting the, the, the name game. If I say that I graduated from A&M, that's a completely different aspect in, in the state of Texas from that I'm saying, well, I graduated from Prairie View. And I love my school, but that's just the reality of it. And those are the things that we're fighting against. And those individuals on the other side, I think that they care about their students, but I also think they're closed-minded on, on things that they didn't experience. Like, for example, like your resume stands for its own, Rick, same for Julian. You'll graduate from uh, from all three of us. I, I'm just meeting you, uh, Joshua, but all three of us are graduates from PWIs. You Texas Tech, Julian, you Rick, you about to do, uh, you know, UConn. I went to Adam State. All of those are PWI. So we have two different experiences of HBCU world and PWI. And you know, and I know some uh, individuals from the PWI world, they don't want to understand what's going on in the HBCU world. They they don't want to empathize. And because and, we could tell them, yeah, we got resources, issues, and all of that. They don't understand that. And I hate to say it like this. Sometimes that's the aspect of white privilege that we won't ever understand and we won't ever get them to understand that it's a completely different world out here. But how do you, how do you, go, how do you, Quan? so I agree with you a hundred percent, right? Act like I have different experiences. I get that part, right? But the other part of it is this. How many groups are actually trying to reach out to those kids, right? That's a whole nother conversation entirely, right? Like, we made that investment. Yeah, I used the resources I had. I, absolutely. You know, I know some of these people. So if we respect their band programs, hell, uh, the Woodlands. I know Joni. So I can, call, I can reach out to her and say, hey, y'all are a BOA champion less than an hour away from Prairie View. I can get in that band room, right? I get that part. But the thing about it is, and I think what the question is asking is, how many people are actually making that investment to begin with? Is it is it a priority? You know, like, oh, I'm just good with what I know I can get. No, I, I my thing is, Quan, and you know this, everybody that knows me know this. I'm in this for all our people. The ones we think are lost, the ones we think are broken, all that. You know, I ain't God, but I want all I want that same type of, you know, agape love. Right. You know, like that, you know, that I want every person to be involved in what we're talking about, that experience, the ultimate music education experience. So for me, I think that. There's a I think we're missing an opportunity. That, I guess that's the best way of saying it. We talk on this show all the time about how HBCU bands are dying. Right. If I can go get 20, 30 people from a grade six went ensemble school, that is instantly going to make my program better. See, I'm thinking big picture. We got to look outside of just, you know, the small things. Well, you know, they over there blowing. Most people recruit at these, these colleges, Quan, for a marching band. They ain't worried about nothing else but marching band. For me, I'm a big picture person. Okay. Am I providing an experience that's going to send my people to college and be able to get a, a college education? We all know you don't just have to have a college education to be successful, but it helps. Damn it. Like, I, I don't care what nobody say. You can sit up there and say what you want. It helps. You know, studies show on average people that go to college make two more million dollars in their life than people that don't. All right. So, you know, they can miss me with that argument. But 
at the end of the day, like I said, I'm in this for all black people. And there's an opportunity for all of our bands to be better if we simply just step a little bit out of the comfort zone and go into some of these places where we not may not be familiar. I don't know everybody, but I'm 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 not scared to get on the phone and say, hey, this is what I have to offer. These are my credentials, because those bands and the bands we're talking about that we will want those type of people. You ain't just going to come in there and say, hey, my name is Rick and I'm here just to be here. No. My name is Professor Brown, soon to be Dr. Brown. Like, I'm leading like that, soon to be, you know. And um, I've done this, such and such and such. I appreciate that your band is a BOA finalist. And I would like to have the opportunity to um, recruit some of your students. And, it, and then here's the kicker. No, just have to be your black student. I'm here to recruit students. You know what I'm saying? Like we like just thinking out of the box, man. Always trying to come up with strategies that are going to make our band programs better. There's a reason why FAMU's Win Ensemble is untouched in HBCU band. Nobody's Win Ensemble can touch FAMU. They played at Carnegie Hall all over the place. There are a lot of very good ones. When I think about great Win Ensembles that I've heard, because I haven't heard everybody, because you don't really see those videos as much. Southern University has a decent win ensemble. Jackson State, Prairie View, um, I, um, Bethune-Cookman. Like, there are some good win ensembles out there. You know what I'm saying? And, there, and these we need to be able to staff all facets because at the end of the day, it's music education. It's not marching band. It's ed music education. So, yeah. I agree, bro. For real. I agree. All right. That was a, a good way to kick that off, man. Um, so thank you, Rick. And I guess the, the conversations in which we kind of have offline that leads to that. So let's keep it going, man. Let's keep it pushing. Welcome everybody to talk that talk. We have the unfiltered, unscripted, uncomfortable conversations about band, HBCU band culture, music, music education, and more. As soon as you come in, go ahead and click that like button. Hey man, we got to get these likes up, man. I appreciate it. I say it every week. I appreciate everybody commenting. But while you comment, go ahead and click that like button. It don't take much. Just click it. I don't even care if you give it a thumbs down. I tell you it all the time. But go ahead and click one of those, man. Go ahead and click that like button. Also, please make sure you subscribe to the network and turn on notifications. Also, if you miss anything at the beginning of this conversation, you can check us out on Spotify at Real Talk That Talk. All right, let's move on to the next topic. Oh, give me a second. I had to clear my voice out. Clear the throat. All right. So uh, I got to set this up the right way. Um, so let me let me do this the right way. So let, uh, Josh is a former student of mine. Um, for those people who don't know, um, I used to work in, in Beaumont in the Golden Triangle. And before I moved to Ozan High School, where they, they stole me from uh, Central. I was at Central for a year. Um, working with Carl Collins and the assistant band director. And Josh was a student at the time. Uh, and he went on to Alcorn State University. Did I say it the right way? Alcorn? I want to make sure I say it right. Because, you know, yes, people sir. say Alcorn. Yeah. So, um, but I've been following Josh's career um, ever since he he left uh, Central. And uh, he's become a, a very influential band director. Um, and so, uh, you know, I wanted to make sure I set that up before I go into the next thing. So um, I hit Josh up yesterday and I was like, hey, man, 
you know, I saw a video that you put up and, I, you know, I want to let you know off top. I, I really don't believe in it, but I mean, you know, you, you, you pretty successful in it. So, um, you know, I, 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 I chose not to put the video out there, but ultimately it was just a video of him and his students and, and it was a, it's a sixth grade marching band. And so it was just sixth grade kids, right? Cause I don't want to, I don't want to say it the wrong way. Uh, six, fifth, a couple second and fourth. Yeah. Okay. So six, fifth, second, fourth. All right. So that's, that's what the video was. And like I said, I didn't want to put it in there because I didn't, I just didn't want to put the babies online like that. You know what I'm saying? And put them out in, in the public eye. So I, I just wanted to do the right thing. But the question is on the floor. The question that we have right now is, is marching band in middle school okay? Is marching band in middle school okay? Uh, and then since I led it that way, Josh, go ahead and, and kick it off. Okay. Um. So a little background, real real quick, man. I um. Is marching band in middle school okay? What we see is like what we see, and then you don't see anymore. What kind of piss you off as a band director? You know what I'm saying? Um, me personally, it's like I, I just like to be in my own zone. I like to be in my own lane when it comes to me being um, just my music career as a whole. Um, I don't really, you know, um, I don't really like to just follow folks and like what they what they say what should happen or how everything should go when it comes towards this or that or et cetera in life. I just like to be in my own lane because at the end of the day, when we die, we're going to be in our own casket. So you might as well go out happy your own way. Um, when I was in Beaumont, like when, when Julian, when, when Mr. Luke was there in Beaumont at that time, middle schools, middle schools in Beaumont and around those times, middle schools has marching band programs, but we wasn't just there. They wasn't just stuck on marching band programs. I promise you, I completely understand how middle school marching band will go south because what a lot of band directors do nowadays especially like around my age it's literally just marching band no concert no working on basic fundamentals no anything just blow it down and keep it pushing well that's wrong that's wrong and then like when you see that when, when you mostly see that all over social media that's the picture that we have of middle school marching bands you know what i'm saying i made sure when i came back to Beaumont, because like I, I tell people all the time man my dream is to come back and work at the high school, right? My dream is to come back and work at the high school and be over high school out here one day. But I did realize when I left Central and I went to college, high schools out here became small. It became small. And this is an unfiltered, this is an unfiltered. Um, I agree. Yeah, oh, this is an unfiltered webcast. So I'm, I'm going to keep, keep it how it is. When I was at Central, Central knows that used to at least be 80, 90 deep off the rip. Okay. They oh, and at the time was like 15 on back. Bands was big. I go to high school. I mean, I go to college when I came back. I'm like, damn, like, why is the number shrinking every day? Why is the number shrinking every year? Every year the numbers are shrinking. It goes back to your feeder program. As band directors, one of the main blessings is your feeder program. If you don't have a feeder program, you have to do everything under the sun in order to make your high school band program look like a high school band program, depending on what that, depending on what your definition of a high school band program is, you know, because like I said, whatever you see is what you would know about the world. So 
I came back out here to Beaumont, and I'm like, damn, what happened? King Middle School have a band program no more. Smith Middle School ain't doing nothing. This band ain't doing nothing. Kids just not enjoying band. They're just not enjoying band. I, I, I've, I've grown up in Beaumont. I know how it used to be. Why are kids not enjoying band in, in, in middle school? So I started thinking to myself, I'm like, what's going to change out here in order to grow the high school band programs? I'm going to keep it real. I'm going to keep it 100. Um, our high school out here, Beaumont United High School, my middle school was bigger than them. My middle school was bigger than the high school. When they first when they first collabed, I say all together, they were probably like 125, 130. This was literally like maybe three or four years ago. Um now the band program, you might got 45 in them. And by 45, 25, 30 of them is woodwinds. So I'm from Beaumont. I'm like, man, what's going on with the high schools out here? Let's go back to the basics. Marching bands in middle school. I said, you know what? Let me go and get the job at the middle school then because I know how important it is for high school band directors to have a feeder program in order to raise the middle school. Um, I talked to my founders director at that time. His name was, um, his name was, um, oh, damn. Is that the tip of my tongue? Wait, my final director at that time, the rival, the rival bands that's out here is Port Arthur Memorial and Beaumont, um, Beaumont United High School, right? They go they go at it with each other all the time. Why is it that in our hometown, man, we're just getting outplayed every time when it comes towards our middle school band program? I mean, when it comes to our high school band program. I just feel like we us in Beaumont, we take L's every time. Port Arthur has a very good feeder middle school band program out here. And also, I remember a lot of the things that our high school band directors has talked about when it came towards how they wish their recruitment can come in. If they, if, if, if high school band directors can literally have a recruitment system to where the ninth graders already kind of adjust to what they have going on and know what how the system and the format goes, it makes a high school band director job 10 times more easier. So I just felt like that that was my place being being a middle school band program. Um, but also, you know, when it comes to a middle school band program, is it okay? Well, you have to build the kids up the correct way. Um, this is my first year at Peach MacArthur. There's never been a band program ever at all. And we're 67 deep. Make sure I literally want to be like, I literally want to be like 100 and something deep. Uh, and I think it's okay. But I will tell you guys this, and I will be honest to close this on this. I think it's okay. But one, I guess, backlash that I do get for some people is that, Mr. Robinson, you're going to burn the kids out before they get to high school, right? If you start them too early, if you start them too early and they learning this and they learning all that, you're going to burn them out. They're not going to want to do college in high school. They're not going to want to do college. I mean, I mean, um, band in high school, and they might not want to do band in college. Well, this is what I say today, and I got over their hump already. We love to say that band is a sport. Right. We love saying band is a sport. Let's not be picky when it comes towards pitting sports and band in the same sentence. Right. Why do I think that kids won't ever get burnt out if you just keep your band program high and fun? This is why I say that if we all have children right now, little Billy, little Johnny, little little Sally, if she go play AU basketball and AU football at five, six years old, what we all thinking? Oh, yeah, she's going to go to the NBA when she get older. Oh yeah, she gonna be good when she get to high school. Um, when she get to college, when she get old, she gonna be cold because she she because she psychologically 
understanding something at a young age that most kids don't understand at her age. So if we think that all our little babies can do so good at summer basketball at five years old, summer baseball at six years old, you want him to go be the next time Brady. You want him to be the next time GOAT. Keep the same thing with Bayer. It's the same thing. It, it, it's, not, it's not no such thing as started them too young or something. Because if you think that they'll be good at a young age and sports, you don't think they're going to get burnt out by the time they get to college, right or wrong. We just gonna think he's gonna be that next superstar. So I just feel like middle school marching band is totally fine as long as you're teaching it the correct way. We do. Um, my students know their skills. They know their concert music. They know marching band. And I literally just want the high school band programs to be able to push that to have that extra push and beginners to come to their high school band programs as they come to the next level. Yeah. All right. Um, and let me <clears throat> let me actually say something and, and mm-hmm. before I let the next person go. Um, Josh is definitely absolutely right. Um, just in the sense of Beaumont. Um, when I was there, there was definitely a lot more active band going on. Uh, you know, and even when I was at Central and when I was at Ozan, those bands are actually smaller than what they were in the, the previous like three or four years. Uh, but, you know, a lot of things happened in Beaumont. I'm not going to, that was kind of the reason why I left. But um, with that being said, though, there was the merger between Ozan and Central. Uh, and now I think if I'm not mistaken, correct me if I'm wrong, Josh, they just had a band director change, I think about a year or so ago at, at BU, right? Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, and then I didn't even know King wasn't even as active anymore. Um, But what I will say, and I know that we talked about this on the show, if we if we all remember uh, my former student that I was talking to you guys about before, Andrew, uh, the tuba player who was at Alcorn, he he started out on on uh, tuba in a marching band on sousaphone. So when I got him, he already knew about Sousaphone. And, and, you know, that's kind of where his playing style kind of developed from. Um, so, yeah, he, he's absolutely right as far as the culture in Beaumont. So I, I 100 percent will will back him on the history of that. Um, OK, so let's keep it moving. Uh, is marching band in middle school OK? Quan. <laughs> OK, Uh I guess this is kind of tough for me because just like Josh, I grew up in an area where we had middle school marching bands. Now, as I matriculated through through this career, I have to respectfully disagree to middle school marching bands. Not that I'm not a fan of it, if you're doing it right or whatever your prerogative on how, uh, how you want to run the band program. But as a high school band director, here, here's the reality what I care for more. I care for tone and intonation, and I care that you understand the fundamentals of base uh, of of reading rhythms and whatnot. Um, historically, if you look at a lot of the states that had like uh, adequate middle school, first of all, adequate elementary programs, middle school programs, and then they started marching band in high school. Those programs flourished for several years with outstanding players for state, so forth and so on. 
I remember the very, very first time um, I spoke to a band director um, from Atlanta and when Southwest the Cab was in like his prime, I was like, man, like this band is outstanding. Like they could play, they could do this and, you know, technical stuff. He said, well, elementary, elementary, they start band, middle school, they do band, but they're not marching. They just sit down and focusing on their tone, center of pitch and that those things. He says nothing for me to teach them how to march. The marching part is easy, but my focus is their is their playing. You feel what I'm saying? So that's the toss up because sometimes, and we have to be honest with ourselves with the middle school aspect. Aesthetically, they got to be marching on the same foot. Aesthetically, we they we have to ensure that from the entertainment part is on point too because you don't want a product where it's just you know half ass. So in my opinion, if I can teach you to sit down and focus on how to play these scales, focus on what, how to, the correct embouchure, the correct vowel shaping, the correct articulation. If I can do that from just say, like you said, second grade to eighth grade, it's nothing for me. That is going to like, it's nothing to pick up your legs or if you have a horn swing or whatever the case may be. Also, I, I do, I just have to uh, go on the adverse effect with you, Josh, because what you're stating, in my opinion, is an infrastructure issue. And I stated it before. For example, I think you named King Middle School. Um, and I think it was like two or three of the high schools you said in Beaumont, right? So I would have to, I guess, to make my determination, I would have to ask, why did those band directors leave? That's number one. How, how were they, you know, overall teaching their students? And why are those students not going and how are those schools investing into music so that they can matriculate to Beaumont, uh, Beaumont United? Because correct me if I'm wrong, it's like Beaumont United and it's like Westbrook, right? That's is like two schools that's in Beaumont. Now, I'm pretty sure that, you know, Westbrook possibly took some hit with numbers just overall. But if you look at the stability of the program, that makes the difference. A lot of the time, bro, when you look at like, I mean, I'm gonna use the Houston area. Most of these predominantly black and Hispanic schools have high turnover rates, and most of the time, their their feeder programs are non-existent. Most of the time, not all, but most. But if you go to the affluent neighborhood, they have fine arts departments where they literally ensure that these programs are sustainable for years. If you look at I student taught, I student taught at, I'm not going to say the name, but I student taught in Fort Ben ISD. The band, the smallest the band has ever been to this day was 175. Three feeder programs. All of them were like all state, you know, focused on UIL. All he had to do was teach them how to, how to, how to walk. And they were done. But when it came to their music, the head band director went there, and guess what? Here's your music for UIL as soon as the summertime hit. Okay, here's your warm-up package. They had a system. A lot of the time, the predominantly urban uh, urban schools, we don't have systems in place that could sustain these type of programs. Think about it. If he was the middle school band director, he may be the only band director there. At that middle school, they got three on staff. And who was ever the head also works with the high school. And then the high school band director had a relationship with the middle school. So then he did summer camps. And then, like, they knew the guy. They knew 
his breathing techniques. And they taught that in the middle school so that when he got to high school, he had to reteach it. These are the, these are the things that we fail, honestly, from the aspect of uh, uh, in urban areas. We have breakdowns in systems. And that's why I can I will continue to say we have infrastructure issues and gaps in these programs. Think about it. Like I have a middle school. My middle school program is only three years old and one year was COVID. So I'm recruiting every day from the cafeteria doing lunch, just like many other other directors that I know. So the question is, is marching band in middle school? OK. <laughs> now that I'm a little bit older, I for me, let me say this for me, I would say no. Because I've also seen the aspect where when you have after school drum lines and that's all the kids want to play. And then they don't want to hop on the horn either because little Johnny been playing snare from sixth grade and he's gotten good in eighth grade. Well, he's going on to play snare when my band may not have the ability to to uh, have 12 snares. It's stuff like that that we just have to consider. But if it works for you, hey, bro, keep up the good fight, though. Right, right. Okay. Uh, and And... I guess because I actually have a personal relationship with the with the culture in Beaumont, I, I can kind of help you out just a little bit on some of the questions that you asked. Um, I know Mr. Bryant, uh, you know, God rest his soul, former ben, uh, former finance director in Beaumont. Um, you know, when it comes to the infrastructure, well, let me let me go back. Why people left, right? I I know why I left. I left. Beaumont at the time because there was an embezzlement situation. Oh yeah. During yeah. yeah. During during my time as an educator in Beaumont, there was an embezzlement situation that had took place that had actually rocked the district. And so they were actually letting a lot of people go. And at that time I was like, mm, I'm not trying to get caught up in that sweep. And a lot of things that were happening financially to a lot of the educators at the time, like even the principal that I had at the time, I got caught up in some in some mess that actually wasn't his fault. So I know why I left. I can't speak for all the other directors, but at the time I was the, well, originally I started out as the uh, assistant at the middle school at um, Smith, Smith Middle School. Uh, and then was with Central and then I was at Ozan for two years and then that happened and blah, blah, blah. So I can actually speak to that particular situation. Um, I will say that infrastructure was definitely an issue during that time. I will say that, Quan. Uh, I, I can't I can't deny that. Um, but I mean, there were still some things that could have been better uh, that I, I remember distinctly as a uh, band director at that, at that time. So. Just kind of want to give a little context. All right, uh, Rick, is marching band in middle school okay? Um, I'm gonna start here, man. Um, Josh, you you bought up Port Arthur. I think you said Port Arthur Memorial. I think you said right. Is that a show style school? Yes, sir. Yeah. Um, and you said they are waxing uh, Beaumont every year. What? What, in your opinion, makes them better than Boma? Like, what what are they doing that's better? I just like to start there. So you have UIL numbers. 
you have the size and you have engagement with the community. That's literally my top three things. What about musically? Mm, musically. They on, bro. More up to date, more community involved with the music wise and old school too, because that is Frazier and Mark Ward. They kind of, you know, they like my, my, no, Mark Ward, none of them. They probably are y'all age, probably are y'all age. So it's like, it's genres all over. It's genres all over. It's genres all over. So um, that's pretty much what I can say towards it. Well, I, I guess I'm asking more, man, more from a pedagogical standpoint, right? Like, yeah, they play better music. That's that, that, you know, we all know that song selection is important, right? A lot of the bands that we bring up uh, on the show went out just simply because they play stuff that is more engaging and stuff like that. So I get that part, but I'm, I'm, I guess I'm asking more so from a technical standpoint, do their kids come in with good articulation? Is it in tune? Are they starting and stopping together? You know, like those basic things. Are they doing that drastically better than Beaumont? Or is it simply that they're just playing better music, like to, in your opinion? I say both. Cause like they, and like I said, I, I love my city, Beaumont, don't get me wrong. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I love all bad programs, man. But it's like, if, if you know that it could be better, then it can be better. Right. And uh, yeah, I've literally said in um, it's like the it's like the system that Pull Out the Memorial has over there. Like I, I've sat with Mr. Frazier and Mr. Mark Ward this past summer, and they and they put me on game. They gave me a lot of gems about everything that how they do things, how they function. You know what I'm saying? The people that they invite over and everything to help them articulate better and run their band program. Like they had a drum thing with um, they had they had a drum practice with Mr. Hart from um Southern University. I think for like a week straight or a couple of days, just small things like that to help the students play better and everything. Yeah, cool. All right, so I've I've never heard the video of your band, Josh. So I'm not, uh, you know, I don't have an opinion there as far as what you're doing. Um, from a recruitment standpoint, if that's what people are using middle school band for, I'm all about it, man. You know, get the kids in the door. The biggest issue I've had um, when I've heard that is that those young kids are trying to play like the videos that they watch on on online. Like, I'm going to use this as an example, and I know it's a little different. So all my New Orleans people, please don't crucify me in the comments or whatever. But there was a middle school. I remember back when we were in college, there was a middle school. They used to wear uniforms that looked kind of like the Legion. Um, they were like purple and gold and it was a, it was a middle school and they had a marching band from New Orleans. What, man, what is the name? Robin, you in the comments, what is the name of that school from, is it Saint something? You talking about Saint Aug? Saint Aug? Yeah. Saint Aug? Saint, Saint, I think it's Saint Augustine. Yeah. Yeah. Saint Aug. Saint Aug. Yeah. I remember watching those videos and I remember, I remember this from college. I remember saying, damn, they sound just like Southern. You know, and I'm wondering how many of those kids actually go on to uh, to join, you know, the high school band and go on to. So I'm not sure. I guess my issue is there's a lot of things that happens at the middle school level that marching band can be detrimental to. Right. I can always tell when a kid has not received proper training for amateur development. Because when I see their faces, their faces look like, we used to call it shredded hamburger meat. 
There's no blood flow, so the lips are all white in the center. Uh, and it, it looks like somebody literally punched them in the face. So with a lip like that, it's very, very difficult to create warm sounds, right? Like uh, people say round sound or whatever that may be for you, right? So that's instantly taken off the table. Secondly, the neglect of woodwind section. When you have a big marching band like that, people don't want to hear that woodwind sound. They're looking for that aggressive uh, marching band sound. Three, instrumentation, right? There is a, Julian and I have talked about this, and I don't know if it's going to be a topic, so I don't want to go too much into it. But certain instruments are hurting in our bands. You go across the country. How many French horn, actual French horn players do you know that go to these HBCU style programs? Oboe players. You know, Donnie was one of the first people I knew at PV that was an actual oboe player in high school. But he also played trumpet. He marched trumpet in the marching band, right? He had to pick up another instrument from his major instrument. So instrumentation. Um, you talked about song selection. All of that's cool. Why can't we do all those things that make it fun in a way that is still teaching developmental things? It takes on average two to three years to develop the armature to the level to play with the volume that we're asking these kids to play with. Two to three years. We got babies out there trying to blow like they see on TV. And I don't know if a lot of these instructors are telling these kids that there's an actual specific way that Southern is able to make that volume. Some of those kids, you know, grew up in wherever they grew up and been playing trumpet or whatever they play for, you know, six, seven, eight years, you know? So I have a lot of concerns about it. I'm not going to give a, I'm not going to give a yay or nay. It's bad. It's good. You know, if it's like you said, Joe, Joseph, it, oh, Josh, sorry, Josh, Josh, if, it's taught in a way where you're still hitting the fundamentals, man, go for it. Have a good time. You out there, you, somebody comes in early, you cut that off. Everybody make sure you take the appropriate breath all the way to through the last 16th note and then instantly turn the air around, come in like those type of uh, corrections. I'm all for it. Hey guys, that's not the right tamper. All right. You can, you can play Fortissimo without having to play with a bright, nasty sound. Like those type of comments, I'm all for. But I don't, I don't ever see that happening. And I'm not going to say it doesn't happen because I don't know. I'm not going to sit up here and be a judge all people from what I've seen. But the videos I've seen haven't been promising. It's been more damaging than it is helpful. Um, from a recruitment standpoint, I'm sure it is fun. I'm sure the kids have a good old time. The fact that the matter is sometimes we got, and I said it on the show and it made people mad. I don't care. I'm going to say it again. Sometimes just because something is fun, that don't mean that you put everything else aside. That's not fun. You know what I'm saying? Like at the end of the day, we're trying to build great musicians. We're not trying to build marching band people. When Mr. Hopkins uh, goes out to recruit, Mr. Hopkins ain't up there saying, hey, bro. Hey, play that uh I like it like that or that um rub you to like, he ain't saying that. He's saying, okay, play me two A2s. And that's another conversation we can have. Band directors, teach your kids how to audition for a college. Because it's 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 uh embarrassing when you show up and you got big Pookie on the bass drum, and all he can do is just beat the hell out that bass drum and can't do nothing else for the audition. 
and we and then expecting a five, six, seven, eight thousand dollars per semester scholarship. Like, come why on, the dude, like, why the dude got a name be named Big Pookie? <laughs> hey, hey, because they use Big Pookie. <laughs> oh, Big Quan. <laughs> so yeah, man, I think that if done the right way, cool. But we don't always see that. So I'll end there, man. I don't want to be long-winded. Yep. Teach your kids right. how to audition for colleges. We don't want to hear um, all these marching band songs. We want to hear scales. We want to hear two etudes of varying styles. We want to see, you know, your musicianship. So, yep. Right. Yeah. And that's one thing that I uh, that I make sure that we go over too, man. We we go like like I like I tell my kids all the time. Every scale, every scale, and every chromatic scale is going to unlock another song. And until we get that, then we'll go to another song and another song and et cetera, et cetera. So, like I said, like I was saying, I, I, I know a lot of band directors who, you know what I'm saying, they'll just teach them the wrong way. That's just crank up. No, not crank up. But let's just play loud and, and just play, et cetera. But we, we do a lot of basic fundamentals. Like, that's literally what we we based off that. That's literally our breadwinner. We, we we based off our fundamentals a lot. Like I teach my um I, I teach my snare drummers how to do all their rudiments. My summer players, even though they play summers, because I know as a summer player, you know you have to um you have to know your rudiments too. So I make sure they know that. And like um I know one of the main who was that um uh, one of the main people that I've talked to at Allcorn. We had a we had a uh, we had a drumline competition one time. And what made me like just have that visual is when I saw the Rooster music for the first time in my life. And like when I saw the Rooster music, I was like, okay, all these kids sitting up here, you know, they they young, but they know their, their they know their scales, they know their rudiments, they know et cetera, just like the high schools are, et cetera. So that that's kind of where I got that 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 format from to like who can I be towards a middle school band director too? Because not only that they're playing just music, they they know their basic fundamentals to everything. And etc. So so yeah, man. I'm teaching. Yeah, yeah. We, we we learn a lot of basic fundamentals and everything that we do too. Yeah, yeah. Keep oh. keep that up, bro. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say keep that up, bro. Because at the end of the day, right? It's not about us. It's about them. You know, it's about what we the service that we provide them. The thing that we don't talk about enough is as band directors. Yeah, we're mama, daddy, everything else, but we also provide a service. We are customer service people. And that is what gets people in your band is having an experience that people feel like they belong to. Right. Yeah. It's going to be hard. Doing marching band is hard. Sorry. Um, all you parents out there that want to take your kids out of practice because they got to go have dinner with grandma or something like that. All that's doing is hurting, you know, the whole, we got to start thinking about everybody, you know, not just the sales, but at the end of the day, a well-rounded music education, comes with armature development and everything else. And if those kids can't do what we need them to do, then we're doing those kids a disservice. So that's so it. is it fair to say, Josh, that there is we may have a bad, very, very bad perception of what is actually going on when there are middle school marching bands? Like we are just misconstruing all of those things? No, it's not bad because it's not bad. Because if you see it, if you if you seen it, if you see it done wrong the first time, then that's what we gotta run with, especially social media. If 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 we seen that happen with our own two eyes and that just was not going pleasant, it's hard to believe. But slowly but surely, you know, it's like when someone starts to do it the correct way, 
then you can kind of jail yourself. Okay, well, maybe this is not too bad. Then maybe it's not, maybe it's not too bad. This person is doing it the correct way, you know. So that that's how I believe in it, man. I don't I we don't official, y'all. We the guy hack. We official, yeah, son. <laughs> they trolled in the comments. Right. No, we're official. I, like, I, like, I, like, I saw that come man. through. I was like, yo, what is that? All right. <laughs> my, my bad, Josh. Nah, hey, you good. Nah, we getting bad, we, you know, man. We get we getting our numbers up, man. That's 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 a good thing. Man. Hey, Julie, you're better. Yeah, I know, I know, say, I know. Yeah, he said, "Hey, man, I, I'm sitting here. Somebody needs to let me in, man. I'm I'm about to let him in. I was trying to I was trying to you know let people finish up their thoughts, man. Right. Gotta, I'm just telling you what the ball saying. I'm trying to run the show the right <laughs> way, bro. You know, what I'm saying we didn't even introduce Hop in the building, man. Right. So we got to give it up for Hop, bro. Like Hop came in here, man. He got his little D side joint on. You know, I never got one, but it's all good. Let's give it up for Hop, man. He's the the building. Appreciate y'all fellas for having me, man. Thanks for What's having me. What's up, man, young fella? Yeah, bro. All right, and and also, let me introduce, let me go ahead and bring into the chat room my band director, Rick's band director, a legend in the game, uh, Dr. O'Neill Sanford. Who is that young fellow right there, man? <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's up, man? There you go, man. Yeah. Yeah, everybody in here. Doc, you got it straight, man. I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad it only took me an hour to put it together. <laughs> what did you, what did you I told you that's what it's it only took me an hour to put it together. <laughs> hey y'all, I want you to know how much I love that man underneath me on the screen, even though he kicked me out of band 672 times. <laughs> yeah. I love, look, I call him that's that's my mentor in chief right there, man. If I need something, that's who I'm calling. So, Doc, before we get started, I want you to know how much I love you, man, and thank you for all that you've done for me, Julian, and countless other Spartan Legion and, and every other band, Jackson State, every band you've taught at, man. We all love you, man, and it's good to see you. And if you, I don't know if you can see the comments, but Legion people in the comments now, Doc. Oh, man. I, I, I love it when y'all lie to me like that. <laughs> it's man. all lies. It's all lies. Man. I mean, hey, man, Rick is right. Well, I ain't get kicked out, so, but you know, I definitely, I definitely 100% agree. Yeah, you did. You did. You, yeah, you got yeah, kicked it was, out every day. Great time, man. I, I just heard a little bit of what you guys were talking about when I, when I, especially about the, the middle school bands. I was yeah. like, man, that's one of my things that I, that, that that I'm on all every time I go out and talk and see that man I want to cry, you yeah. know. And it's unfortunate that the uh, the principals and the administrators put that kind of pressure on uh, you know on the band directors. One of my former students uh, was in a situation and he uh, was starting uh, starting the kids the first semester and he had all the method books and was really drilling the kids and get trying to get the basic fundamentals in place. And the principal uh, came and told him to throw them damn books away and, and, and teach the kids to play some music. And then they fired him at the end of the year because, you know, he, he just refused to do it. And uh, that's that's sad. And that's happening across the country, man. These kids are not a whole of you know, the horn as soon as they can get up to put the instrument together and, and, and do the whole note half note syndrome. <laughs> then they they off and running, so you know that I just kind of chimed in on, uh, I, you know, and I heard you guys talking about that. That's one of my pet peeves that I'm always on, you know, and, and talking about. So, but anyway, you guys carry on. I'm just gonna listen. 
you know. All right, well, you know, and I and I know you're gonna chime in and add your two cents. We're gonna make room for you to come through. Probably gonna <laughs> yeah, lay out a couple red be. carpets every time you talk. So just <laughs> just yeah. let us know, man. All right, man. Let's hey, keep Josh, going. I need I need oh, you to ahead. get that. I need you to get that nat, Josh. If I see that nat one, I know that was me Monday. That was me Monday. Crying, <laughs> man. Uh, yeah. All right. Let's keep it going. Let's keep it moving, man. Welcome everybody to Talk That Talk, where we have the unfiltered, unscripted, uncomfortable conversations about band, HBCU band culture, music, music education, and more. Man, y'all go ahead and smash that like button, man. We got an all star panel today, man. Uh, so y'all go ahead and click that like button, get these likes up, man. We want the likes to match the number of people who are in here watching this, man. Also, please make sure you subscribe to the network and turn on notifications. And also make sure you check us out on Spotify at Real Talk That Talk. All right, let's keep it going. Let's keep it moving. All right, here we go. Next topic. Have we lost our way never to return again? Have we lost our way never to return again? Uh, Rick, you got it first, brother. Have we lost our way? No. Have we gotten away from the excellence that was associated with our what we do as HBCU bands? Yes. Yes. Sorry. We have. If I go to one more video, website, whatever, and hear people just yelling at each other from the stands with these instruments. I, and I'm look, I ain't gonna steal, I won't doc to talk about it, but I'm just gonna say, yes, hell yeah. I get I like I don't understand what? When, when loud is better became the standard. That's why I love like I am not associated with, with a lot in, with any HBCU band, but when it comes to bands like Bethune Cookman, Prairie View. Um, fam, y'all know what my song of the year was. Fam, use uh, Young and the Restless. It's that's that's that sounds like what HBCU bands used to sound like to me. Dynamics being used all across the place, actually coming in together. I remember, I remember, Julian. You know this. We sitting in them rooms, man, getting ready for those battle of the bands. Doc sitting outside in the chair. Doc didn't want to be in front of the band. He wanted to get far away from it. So he could hear the whole landscape of what the band sounds like. You know, what band directors are doing that? What band directors are coming in like, Doc, you got to milk everything out of the note. It's got to be right. Right? Like, Doc was not having that. And I I don't know if that is there anymore. So for me, it gets very frustrating to watch some of this stuff. It gets repetitive and boring. It's very boring because everybody sounds the same. Well, not everybody, but a lot of groups sound the same. So is it, uh, is it lost to never return? No, because there's bright spots. You know, hot what y'all are doing, that, that show really, like I said at the top, that show really gives people a glimpse into PV. It's easy to sit and throw stones from afar, right? But to actually see it up close and see what the expectation is, I think it's going to be a beautiful thing. Um, I think that some of these other groups like Tennessee State, uh, FAMU, Bethune-Cookman, that actually take the time to teach fundamentals, and I'm sure everybody does, but actually try to play with a characteristic sound, I think is important for the community. I just don't think the community cares sometimes. Mm -hmm. I think that if it's not 
those loud rap songs, hitting them rap daddies in the fifth every every single week, you know, then at the end of the day, people just don't care. And I think it's sad and tragic, man. So well, do I have, think it's broken? Have, Go ahead, Doc. Go ahead. The, the, the audience and the people have to be taught. Yeah. They have to be taught to appreciate, you know, what it's all about. I, and and uh, I remember that uh, uh, from being back at Mississippi Valley State College. Yeah. Uh, back in the day, Mississippi Valley State College was 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 one of the first drum and drum and bugle course style bands in the country, and it was all about music. Man. It was about music, and you know, I was arranging for the band. I learned a lot. I came out of Southern and thought I had it together, and I ran into a gentleman by the name of Russell Boone at Mississippi Valley State College, and and he actually was the first African American uh, drum major, drum major for the United States Navy band and uh but i'm just i don't know i'm, I'm going off here but uh even in that band just thinking about it you know had people like clark terry and uh, you know was playing trumpet you know in that band and and several other you know artists but it was all about music and you know i remember um uh, uh my alma mater southern coming up to uh to memphis to play us at a bowl game and, uh, of course, you know, Dr. Greg was very flamboyant and, 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 uh, he did his thing and, and, you know, so you can, you got the style that's the style that's at Southern now is what he, he set in place and set in motion. And, uh, he came over to me and he said, I'm sorry, homeboy, but I'm gonna have to kick your ass today. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, kind of thing, you know, and, uh, so they went on the field first, man, and they did their, that thing, I mean, and band was good, you know, played, you know, played well, executed well. If you know the uh, Southern band from back during that particular era, executed well in the whole bit. And then we had to go on the field with the drum and beautiful style for a predominantly black audience. And we went on the field and we played and, and, and performed. And at the end of the performance, so nobody was jumping up and, and down and screaming. Uh, uh, had a drunk that was in the stands on the lower level, and he re and he reached out his hand to shake Mr. Boone's hand because he was the director of band at the time. He said, "Now that's a real band with music that's playing music." Now, now I remember that comment, and and that that stayed with me throughout, you know, my profession. Now, have we lost our way? Uh, you know, in order to go somewhere, you have to know where you're coming from. You have to be from someone to know. So if you're not taught what it's supposed to be, then it's there. The, the biggest problem is, is that, that uh, you know, we as HBCU uh, colleges and universities are not preparing our, our directors to be able to compete in the global job market. In other words, you're going to have to have some kind of knowledge. There are only there are only so more there are only so many uh, Southerns and 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 FAMUs and HBCU bands where our kids going to go. They're at the city schools, you know. I remember we used to be forty high schools in the city of D Detroit. Now you'd be lucky to find ten high school band programs, you know, in the inner cities. So you know, our band programs are cutting back where you know majority of our you know young blacks are. Uh, and so, but we've got to prepare our students as college directors. We have to prepare our students to be able to go out and compete in that global market. So we global market. So we're going to have to 
to try to teach them there. And if they're not taught there, where are they going to learn? You know, it's nowhere. It's nowhere for them to go. So that's 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 another thing that I'm that, I, that I'm on, and we talk about it quite a bit at our HBCU National Band Directors Consortium that that we've been having had it for 17 years. Of course, the pandemic shut everything down for the last two years, and we're gonna crank up again uh, this coming March 22nd through the 26th down in uh, uh, in Atlanta. And when we get our directors and our young uh, music educators, you know, in a room, you know, I'm, I'm pounding them about, you know, being prepared, about preparing your what? Your graduates to do what? To be able to compete in the global job market. If we don't, then we will go out of business. Now, that's, you know, like I said, now, now I'm, I'm going to shut up. The problem is, is that our, our, uh, many of the directors that are out there came from programs where they don't know what a good sound is and a quality sound is. And I have been to too many uh, rehearsals and, and where the band directors are actually teaching the bands, they practice on how to play loud. Now I had never heard or had a rehearsal where you practice how to play loud. You know, you, you, you know, you, you practice to the intensity level of the, the music without pushing the kid, the students beyond what's capable, you know, of the instrument that they're playing at time. You know, I always, my whole thing is, is is to walk in a room and see and look at a score and see them write on an F horn, uh, well, you know, E above the staff or A concert above the staff. You know, I mean, how many players can can actually get up there and do something with that? You know, and actually make it happen. So it's it's it's. I don't know the answer to the questions. Have we lost our way? Uh, well, like I say, you know, in order to, to to go somewhere, you have to know where you come from. You have to have some, you know, some kind of foundation or some something that tell you that this is where I want to go and this is where I want to be. You know, and this is where I need to be. So if you don't know, if you're ignorant. Then what? You can't teach. It. So I'm gonna shut up for a minute and let somebody else talk. <laughs> all right, Doc. Hey, man, that, that that's all knowledge there. So we we taking it all in. We we getting fed right now. So you're giving us a whole yeah. bunch of a game right now. So we appreciate it, regardless. Uh, all right, Quan, have we lost our way, never to return again? Bro, how you gonna have me go after Doc, bro? <laughs> <laughs> you got some big shoes to fill, brother. Oh, yeah, <laughs> uh, well. I, out of respect for him, I have to concede to him, and I and I think that's maybe some of our issue. We do have to, you know, listen to the elders or the, you know, in our terms, the OGs for for what has transpired before. Uh, I do think uh, when you speak about uh, have we lost our way? First, we have to determine what was the way prior to, like what 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 was that thing? Um, I do believe that, like we've stated on the show, prior to the Robert Champion incident more bands had identities in my opinion um so is that the way are we going to return uh and so that's my question overall what does the previous way look like that's number one and then number two the reality of it is evolution has to happen for anything music is not the same uh so how can we bring and i and i think the movie Drumline honestly had the best metaphor or 
examples of how, you know, uh, Dr. Lee, his mindset was earth, wind and fire, so forth and so on. And then, you know, Devin and the percussionists, they were like, well, new school with old school. That's fine. But then how do you have that middle ground and then make that proper sound like you're supposed to? Because even even Rick uh, stated on the, on the phone, uh, I'm not on the phone, on the, on the podcast, that uh, some of the rap songs that he wrote, he never heard. So he was intentional in listening to his students, but yet and still we're going to sound like this. You know what I'm saying? Uh, one of the uh, directors that I shadow in the city of Houston is Eric Jimenez. And he teaches his kid, hey, I need you to play at this volume with control, you know, with this type of articulation. Like he's intentional with his words so that he can produce the sound that that is in his in his ear that what he's looking for. So at the end of the day, if we can do that, I mean, I, I think we're going to return back to the way of proper musicianship throughout. But we 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 are faced with a lot of infrastructure issues, like we stated with the last comment. So we have to address all of those things as well uh, in order that we uh, produce and go back to, quote unquote, the way prior to. Because back in the day, they just loved music. It was a discipline. It was it was something to look forward to. Um, my grandfather, real talk, he listened to Tchaikovsky, even though he served in World War II. Like he he understood he could have a conversation. Now, mind you, my grandfather was born in 1921 and graduated in Indiana, I mean, not Indiana, India. But yet and still, he understood the arts. So we have we have to find the balance in it all. Good stuff. Good stuff. Huh. Have we lost our way never to return again? Oh, man. Um, I'm going to piggyback off of uh, what many of you have already said. Um, and I think you guys have all said some great things. Um, are we lost or have we lost our way to never return? I don't think so. I think it's more so we major in a lot of minor things now. You know, um, you know we used to care about tone quality, timbre, attacks, releases, phrasing, you know, those are things that we held near and dear to our hardest musicians. And, you know, some folks nowadays think that that's just the old way of thinking. I don't agree, you know, but that's what they are pushing in their programs, you know, and if that makes you happy, then so be it. I don't necessarily agree with it, but I'm not going to say that, you know, it's not working for you. I think that we can definitely get back to our former glory um, as a in terms of the craft. Um, but we just have to be real with ourselves and we have to stop appeasing. Um, I don't want to say folks that don't matter, but folks that don't matter. You know, it takes a lot to create the sound that we desire, you know? And I think a lot of times, a lot of programs take shortcuts just for the clout on social media or just to be, you know, mentioned amongst the names of others rather than doing what it is that you do sounding the way that you want to sound and, and, you know, making sure that you have respect for the craft, you know what I mean? Um, and a lot of times, you know, we do have these conversations and you say things like this, folks think you're anti-volume or anti-culture, what have you. No, that, that's, that's not the case at all. You know, it's just, we hold certain things near and dear to our heart, timbre, tone, quality, balance, blend. Those are the things that, you know, we, and I can speak for prayer view, that we hold near and dear to our heart. Doesn't mean we anti-volume or, or anti-turning up or none of that. You know, it's just 
we are majoring in different things. And um, it's starting to make the craft become very one-dimensional. Let's get back to having identity, such as Quan said. You know what I mean? And let's get back to what it is. But but Hop, I wanna I wanna jump in, bro, because I love your answer. But it's got to be tough, and I speak for a lot of bands that were that you were just with what you were just saying all the mm -hmm. time on this show. It gets a lot of criticism, but I'm gonna go back to it, and I don't care. Um, last year, PV put out a video with y'all in the stadium playing through like four or five songs. All right, sound amazing. The band was was great. People got online. And commence to say, oh, PV was in the studio or this or that. They couldn't give you the credit for just sounding good. They had to justify the reason why you sound good to keep their other bands in their mind better than you. Other bands started putting out videos that weren't great. Some of whom were reading sheet music in the video. There wasn't one comment, not one, other than how great the arrangement was. And the great arrangement was fine, right? I think my biggest issue with it is we we are at a point. The reason why I say that it feels like we are have been lost is because we're at a point now where a band can be excellent and people will justify why they're not excellent to keep the band that they love ahead of that band. We can't even show appreciation to bands or schools we didn't go to because it's like the, the internet thing. We have to let everybody know I'm loyal to say it university. And that's happened with it ain't just y'all. It's other schools too, right? Like some of these smaller bands. Some of these smaller bands like Kentucky State got a lot of a credit, a credit in the community this year, mm -hmm. you know, which doesn't normally happen. So I think my frustration, and Doc, you can jump in. You are hot, man, is that the standard, right? You mm -hmm. Like this is a craft, y'all. Like people don't look at music anymore or the band community band no let me take that back band heads don't look at this as an art form and a craft and a, a profession right like that's the part that's missing yeah it's fun yeah it's meant to rouse the audience it's entertainment but at the end of the day music is music i say it all the time on this show a concert f and tune is a concert f and tune no matter what the hell band you are in this whole world if I go to India, Quan with to go with Quan's granddaddy, and over in India when he was in high school, then <laughs> a concert elf over there is the same concert elf over here. You know, you got microtones, we can get all technical and stuff later. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, we can't even be real with one another and appreciate other bands if they're not that band that we quote unquote call the best. And I, I think that's my biggest frustration. I know, you know, it's Go ahead, man. I'll, I'll get out. Well, there. Before before anybody says anything or, or comments on what you said, one of the things that I was just thinking about as you were talking was we got to define who's the biggest voice, right? Because you said the bandhead community, and and Mario has said this on the show before, the bandhead community used to be us. We're not the bandhead community anymore. Right. The bandhead community is that dude who works at Burger King that played fourth fourth trombone in the grits. Or didn't march, or, or didn't, didn't march, march in a right. band at all, and, and but they're able to dictate what's good and what's not. You know what I'm saying? So, you we we have to also look at it from that perspective as well. Who who is the one who's dictating? You know what's good, what's not. 
you know, what is a quality sound versus, you know, what is not. So, yeah. Yeah, uh, just just to chime in on that, uh, back in the day, uh, the ba each band could be identified by, you know, their sound, what they mm -hmm. sound like. I mean, that's something that we worked on at uh, Paul Adams and I worked on, and Dr. Zach, all of us worked on. If you, when you hear the Norfolk State Band, we want people to know that this is Norfolk State. You can turn your back. This is Norfolk State. That was our attitude. And that's that's what we work, uh, you know, to do. But back in the day, uh, fam, you was was it? Now remember this, guys. Most of those guys, Doctor Foster, and uh, Strong at Arkansas Pine Bluff, and uh, Carson at North Carolina, uh, with North Carolina A and T. Those guys, most of them went to the army when they came back. They had to go get their master's degrees. What well, our HBCUs were not, programs were not given master's degrees back in the day. Nobody was uh, in HBCU. So when they came back, they you know they had that their GI fellowships and you know uh, where they go to school. They went to school up north. They went up to Michigan, Michigan State, and Northwestern, and all those uniforms, all of those places. Once they got there. You know, they were exposed to a whole nother world and a style. And they, every, each one of those guys, Thomas Lyle at Alabama A&M, they adopted styles and brought them back to their schools. And each one of the bands had a unique style. When you heard Southern, Southern was more uh, a copy of what Michigan sound like. And Dr. Foster was kind of like that. He went off on his own and did his thing. But, you know, still with that. That concert sound, I was blown away the first time I heard them as a freshman. And then you look at Jackson State. Jackson State was a band that just swing. Man, they they, they played that band. It was a, a trumpet player and, uh, you know, a great trumpet player and big band. And when that band hit the, hit the field, man, then they'd be popping. And I remember hearing that. And then you go to Tennessee State and Tennessee State or Greer. He went up north somewhere and got his degree, came back. His thing was more concert-oriented, you know, kind of aristocratic, you know, if you will, uh, and probably where the name came from. But they were standing still and played Takata and Fuse, man, and blow, you know, drunk's mind in the stand because of what? The, you know, the timbre and, the, you know, and, and the sound of the band, you know. And so each one of those bands had their own style. But I can tell you... Uh, uh, now what I hear is is eighty percent of the bands, with the, including a, a couple, there are a couple of small bands that are really good. You can't overlook a band like Alabama A and M. They're doing some real teaching over at Alabama A and M. You know they don't have a big band, but that band plays and plays plays with good quality. And and Rick mentioned you know uh, you know Prairie View, and you know I'm a little biased when it comes to that Prairie View. And then you got Bam U. You know, I mean, they are they are unique, but they're not a lot of bands. Most of them, you can do what sound the same way, and that is what loud with you know no no quality. And we've been fair now. The the marching band in HBCU schools, you know, are very important. And I think I don't think we need to to change that function. You know, I mean, it, it's it's a it's a different. You know, people gonna go get hot dogs. On you, if you, you know, if you don't 
play the kind of music that we play. There's nothing wrong with it, but you still have to do it with good quality and good, good tone quality and taste and phrasing and, and uh, you know, balance and arrangements, you know, not five octaves gone and a bass line and then everybody else holding whole notes and half notes, the whole note, half note syndrome, and then blastissimo. You know, that's the bottom line, you know. So so we, we've got it. What you guys are doing here now, it's great. You got to talk about it. So you got to do something about it. When you get in a position to do something about it. Because you're going to get the pressure, you know, from, from your fans, you know, which they don't know. You have to train them. You know, the fans down at, at FAM, when FAM stood still and played a ballot, man, you know, uh, Tennessee stood still and played a ballot. They appreciated it. Because what? They train the audience. They train the audience to, to learn and appreciate. You know, they may not know, you know, why the band is sounding like some of them didn't even know what a double French horn was uh, uh, back in the day. <laughs> and, 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 and Bam would have that, that bell up on them horns in certain time, man, and, and, and rock the boat, you know, with sound and, and, and all the different colors and, and uh, timbres of instruments. You could hear all of that. So, you know, uh, but you can't teach it if you not, haven't been exposed to it. How are you going to teach it? Do you go back and listen to, you know, what's that? It's a whole different instrumentation, a whole different, uh, you know, time. But the good basic fundamentals of music will, will get it done for your dynamics, you know, musical style and interpretation, phrasing, all of those things that you were taught, that we were taught in school, they work. But you have to teach it. And I'm out. Yeah. Mic drop. All right. <laughs> I guess ain't nobody following that one. All right. Well, hey, let's keep it going then, man. Uh, we're actually coming up on our last topic, so let's do it the right way. Welcome, everybody, to Talk That Talk, where we have the unfiltered, unscripted, uncomfortable conversations about band, HBCU band culture, music, music education, and more. Uh, please make sure as soon as you come in, go ahead and smash that like button, man. We got it. We got an all-star cast, man. We got B hopping here and we got Dr. Sanford, man. So go ahead and smash that like button. Get these likes up, man. We want these likes to match the number of views that we have. Also, please make sure you subscribe to the network and turn on notifications. If you miss anything at the beginning of the show, if you miss any of the conversation at the, at the beginning of the show, you can go over to Spotify and find us at Real Talk That Talk. Once again, that's Spotify at Real Talk That Talk. This episode will be up uploaded by tomorrow hey doc robin martin told us to tell you hi oh my god <laughs> tell robin i i still love her she only lives 50 miles away and won't come and have red beans and rice with me robin get your tail down the baton rouge <laughs> 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 yeah yeah she's there that that was one of my sweethearts there all right. Also, uh, once again, this is the last topic, so I'm going to be putting the link in the chat so that you can call in with us and have the conversation with us after we give out this topic. All right, say hi we... to Doc. Come say hi to Hop. Doc and Hop. Come say hi. Doc Hop. All right. <laughs> Here we go. Let's go with the last topic. Have we disregarded the greats? Have we disregarded the greats? Uh, ha. Have we disregarded the who is we? 
the culture, the 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 new the the new age. We the blacks. There we go. The Got new it. age culture. <laughs> I don't think that um it's intentional, but I believe that you know, like I said, with us, and I say us because we are of the culture. With the vast majority, like I said, majoring in minor things is an absolute disregard to all the things that they've instilled in many of us. You know, we just throw it by the wayside for the sake of getting those quick claps. You know, we we've lost the the self discipline of of actually getting in there and doing the work. You know, working on that tablet, working on that phrase, and working on that balance. You know, a lot of people, you know, they do the loud thing because I mean, let's just be real about it. It's, it's pretty easy to do. You know. But, but it's hard, you know what I'm saying, to play them, them four-bar phrases. It's hard, you know what I mean, to, to make sure that you're playing across the bar. It's hard to make sure that you're listening for the melody at all times. You know, it's hard to make sure that your horn sounds like it's intended purpose, you know, but that's where the work comes in. And by taking those shortcuts, I think, you know, inadvertently, the disrespect is there, you know what I mean? And we, we have to get back to that, you know what I mean? We, we have to get back to that. That's where the identity is, and that's where the musicianship is and i'm 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 gonna stop talking before i say stuff you good well i you know i I, I, i'm old enough to say any damn thing i want to say go for it (laughs) well go (laughs) ahead then doc (laughs) i I really don't you know care what anybody think but uh no i'm gonna just listen to the other guys and then i'll make some comments and and uh, then i've got to go and eat yeah food is definitely important Quan, uh, have we disregarded the greats? In my opinion, yes. I'll just get straight to it. Yes. Uh, and I feel that we dis- disregard the greats now because kind of like what Rick was saying earlier, we disregard specific greats because we feel like if we applaud another great, then we're being disloyal to another great. Um, in my opinion, like, uh, like, Dr. Sanford said, like, we don't know really the history. I'm pretty sure, like, honestly, what I what I see now, band, marching band in the HBCU world, we've turned low-key into gang culture, like, to a degree. We turned it to gang culture. Instead of, you know, Prairie View or Southern, we, we turned it into Christian Blue. We're tough. When, honestly, it's just, you can appreciate musicianship across the bar. I'm pretty sure a real talk. Um, Dr. Greggs and Profeds were, were were cool. Both they both were frat brothers. Like yeah. they weren't beefing. You know what I'm saying? I'm pretty sure Dr. William P. Foster was, you know, friends with the band director at uh Alabama State. Uh, mm-hmm. so because first of all, we didn't receive the right to vote to I believe with 1963. So as 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 black individuals and black people, we had to stick together. And so for, for those, like Dr. said, most of those universities, that handful, select few of universities to receive your master's degree and then doctorate degree, some of them possibly went to the same university. They had to look out for one another. So, so they were friends. I'm pretty sure as musicians bouncing ideas off of each other and whatnot, but when they uh, received their jobs at their respective university, they were rooting for one another. They weren't beefing. So if they could do that, well, why why can't we do that now? And and if that is happening, why isn't that publicized? Because it's like more, it's easier for mess to be publicized than hey, I like this band director over here for what they're doing. Like, like what's wrong with that? 
And, I, and again, like I say uh, in the beginning of my comment, we've turned this into gang culture when it's not like that, bro. It's not. And we I should we should re respect each other, you know, for what it is, even though it may be different. We still should respect it. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I was about to say, man, I, I agree with what you're saying, but I don't think it's, you know, the directors, man. I think it's the fans. You know, mm -hmm. when we go down to Baton Rouge, I dap, I dap kid up, you know, hey, man, you're doing a great job, yada, 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 same thing. You know, when we went down there to uh, to Jackson, made sure I found a little, hey, man, you're doing a great job, the same thing, you know, when they come to PV. So I don't think the, the directors, or mm -hmm. all the directors are these. I think it's the fans. I think that's what's really pinning, you know what I'm saying, the, the, the programs against each other in more than a competitive way. You know what I mean? Like you said earlier, you know, me saying, hey, man, Southern sounded good on that song is not me saying so-and-so sounded bad. You know, that's me bigging up, you know, somebody sounding good and then giving them credit where it's due. And we can get back to that, man. It's going to take, like Doc Sanford said, it's going to take some training. You know what I mean? Just like we got to train our artists. We, gotta, we need to train these fans, too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Have we disregarded the greats? Well, don't the fans, don't the fans feed off of the band? That is indeed true. That yeah. is indeed true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They feed off the, you know, they feed off the band. Uh, the band directors are going to have to figure out how to do a better job of showing the respect. There, there's like somebody said earlier, man. I'm, I'm trying to be soft as I can be. Uh, you know, with this, somebody said earlier that uh, Dr. Griggs and and Graves at Tennessee State were very competitive, and uh, but they 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 were friends. The bands were very competitive. They were respectful to each other, I, I, and uh, we I, we don't see that. Uh, and of course, I'm not around that much. I went away from HBCU schools for 20 years, uh, and that's a whole another world, you know, out there. Uh, and. and it was good for me because I saw the respect. I I could I know the difference, you know. Uh, and, and and they respected each other up there. And I'm not sure that you know that's that's the case. That's the case here. Is is that we we're trying to find our way. we're trying to find our way. We're trying to find our way. Hopefully, and if you guys keep talking at this, maybe you know it'll sink in. And, and uh, this is a good forum, and uh, definitely I, I will glad I tuned in, finally got in, and I will be checking back in, you know, down the road, uh, you know, in the future, you know, and just offering my comments. But uh, you know, I'm very proud of, of what you're doing and uh, what this is forum is all all about. It's necessary. No, I, I appreciate you, Doc. I'm, I'm gonna yeah. be honest with you. You mean yeah. you, 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 if it wasn't, you, like you would say, I recruited you. So if it wasn't for you, you know, <laughs> I wouldn't have this fire under me. So I, I appreciate you. This, this wouldn't be possible without you. So, you know, thank you. Yeah. You got to get some of the other guys, uh, you know, on. I don't know if you've had Paul Adams on. It's not a whole lot of us from that generation left around. Uh, and, you know, for some reason, other God let me, God's let me hang around. Uh, I'm still not totally comfortable with with being, you know, retired because I may say I'm looking on the wall now at a, at something I traced out the other night. I'm gonna pass on to somebody, uh, you know, and I I like to get get in it. I I come out to Prairie View 
uh, once or twice a year and I get a chance to get the needle in the arm, you know, and get fired up and pumped up when I come out there. Uh, and, you know, and I love doing that. Uh, I miss band, you know, because I did it for 50 years and I miss it a lot. But, you know, I've been keeping it alive and, and, and going forward because, you know, the Con Selma company, I get a chance to go out and do professional development workshops. Some uh, are not, not fun to do. Because when you walk in the band room and see the band room, you know what the band is going to sound like <laughs> before you play any notes. So you guys keep on keeping on with uh, with the with this forum, and and I strongly recommend that you, you know, invite you know Paul Adams, you know, to come. It's not like I said, it's not that many Paul Adams, and and you may be able to get Dr. Greg on. I mean, uh, not Dr. Greg, uh, Ed Graves, you know, to come and and uh, you know and, and join in on the set. That would be great. Uh, Hal Halton. You know, Virginia State, everybody know that name, or you should know that name, Al Alton, uh, is still around. And there's still a few more guys around that's so you can kind of reach back in your history. But we're 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 doing that now, trying to put the history together of, of all the band programs uh with our organization. And hopefully this year we we should be on point with, with knowing who was the first band director at Southern. It wasn't Dr. Greg, and it wasn't even T. Lord T. Leroy Davis. It was someone else. But the students at Southern don't even know that, you know, because the band directors may not know, and it's not their fault. It's just that everybody thinks that the Southern band started from Dr. Greg. It didn't start from Dr. Greg. You know, there were two more, but directors, three more, actually, before Dr. Greg. Was he your band director, Doc? Who uh no 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 T Leroy Davis and Ludwig Freeman yeah you know what well, they're gonna my band director but I knew him well and then you know we had mutual respect for each other and uh and uh, he he was he was a gentleman. Yeah. Doc, I'm sure some of your people gonna want to come see you before you tip up out of here. So yeah, so let's let's do this. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and get to the. uh, Let me go. No, I was gonna do that anyway. But pre, yeah, (laughs) because I see somebody down here who's more than likely in here to say hi to Doc and ain't here to say hi to none of us. Uh, So let's welcome Seaver to the to the show. Hey, 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 Doc, what's going on? Hey, what's up, guy? Seagram, Rick, how you doing, man? What's up, bro? Oh man, I'm great. I'm great, man. That's yeah. good. Hello to everyone else. Uh, Julian's right. I came in to see my band director. Yeah, I, <laughs> I knew. I knew it before, but when I saw you pop up, bro. Absolutely, so okay. absolutely. That's that's one of my guys there. Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, down here, I ain't left yet. But <laughs> <laughs> well, I think Seabrook coming in is perfect, right, Doc? Because like, for us, like, you know, we ain't gonna get all in the detail, but like, you know, decisions, like. That's my man. Me and Seaburn still talk, you know, we call each other, Seaburn, I got some fire for you, bro. You need to check it out. Or so, and vice versa. Yeah. Like, all those relationships that we built in the band, right? Like, all these great relationships that come from, from this little thing, going out there, putting shapes on the field and playing music to them. But they it means so much more, you know, the relationship that Julian's my best friend. He was the best man at my wedding, you know. I, oh, man, yeah. Right, so... I, you know, Doc, I think what you said is even more important, right? Like, as students, even, we don't even know, Doc, like, why you guys made the decisions that you made. But just trusting, you know, that you're doing what's in the best interest of a band program, 
and you're doing what's in the best interest of the person, the human being that's going to go on like me and Sebron, we're we're doing what you, what you did, you know what I'm saying? And Julian, all of us Absolutely. on this call, we're doing what you did. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. You know, and that's exactly uh, kind of what I wanted to say to Rick. That answers the question, in my opinion, of have we lost our way? The answer is yes, because we have forgotten what's really important. You just said it. We were, They were doing what's in the best interest for programs. We're doing what's in the best interest for the Internet. And that's a huge difference. They were about the student. We have lost our way because we've forgotten that we're here for the students. Yeah. We're not here for ESPN rating. We're not here for people who are not qualified to judge us to win their opinion. I can't call Jay-Z and have a conversation about hip-hop. He don't want to hear nothing I got to say <laughs> about hip-hop. But we're listening to people on the Internet who have are not qualified or certified to tell us anything about bands. When I was in band, my band director right there told me I couldn't even get on the fifth quarter. I bet not see you commenting on putting you out the band. Yeah, leave leave it on the gridiron. That's or or, or just like or the life lessons, right? See, like like doc. I, I mean, with you and Seaver here, but me and Seaver had this conversation, so I don't I don't mind bringing it up. I doc, I don't know why you ain't made me session leader O two. <laughs> I, I to this day, I mean, I do know why. But this is, this is gonna be a long night, bro. It's not. It's gonna be short because I'm gonna I'm be very short with it. But the one thing I learned about it was was two things. Well, it was actually two things. A, I had to I humbled my. I had to learn how to be humble, which was something I wasn't. You got a college school student. You got it. And and supportive. I never once did anything to make Sebring, you know, feel like he was not the section leader of the section and so forth. And turned out to me. To be the best trumpet section that's ever been in black college football. You know, like people still or marching band football, marching band, like people still talk about those 02, 03, you know, trumpet sections and stuff. And it was just family, dog. We that's sectionals was family. It won't no hazing, none of that stupid shit that we hear on from some of these schools, won't none of that. Hazing in our band was, hey, play that articulation right. That's hazing. <laughs> Hold them got, wings. Got haze, got haze with music. Right, right. So yeah, AIDS, AIDS with music. Yeah, yeah. that that uh, I definitely remember that. And and most people who play in in band, regardless of what level of band or what kind of band it is, you know, most of that friend friendships are going to be built over a four year period. That becomes your family. You know, it's it's it's. Uh, I mean, it's, it's just the way it is. You know, it it, it becomes a family, and it it takes that's what it is. Band unity. And the sections, you know, are naturally going to be tight. The the one thing, and I'm and I'm going, I just keep saying I'm going back, is that you know I definitely want to you know be you know come in when we start talking about our programs having total instrumental music programs. That's what we need. Yeah, and that's what the teaching is is being. Uh, I agree. It's, it's, it's the, that's exactly what we need, and and but the band directors need to know. If they've never had, you know, symphonic band in in college, or played in uh, uh, a chamber ensemble, and uh, and and I keep I'm gonna go back to Norfolk State when I got the dream team together. I went to Miss Sanders and said, Miss Sanders, what do you need, you know, for for your studio? And we got everything from the oboe down to a bass saxophone. And then we went to the trumpets. Doc Zach, what do you need? We got everything from the piccolo trumpets all the way down. 
every instrument that they needed. Same thing with the trombones, all the way down, every family of instruments, whatever we needed to be able to expose our students and do what? Prepare our students for the job and the global market. And that's the most important thing. You gotta do it, you gotta expose them. And if they're not exposed, and, and too many of our schools don't have uh, uh, what a total instrumental music program, chamber ensembles. You know, we had chamber ensemble, saxophone ensemble, trumpet choir, trombone, lower brass. I mean, we had all of that stuff going on. What at what at Norfolk State? Yeah. Now, you know, I didn't have that at Southern University. I had never experienced seeing a, a counter bass clarinet, uh, E flat counter bass clarinet when I graduated from Southern. And the first time I heard or saw one was when I went to Michigan. That's sad, but I understand why. They did not have the money and the funds to do it, and the administration wasn't, wasn't investing the money in. Now, guys have the money to do it. And you know, and I, I work with Con, you know, Con Selva with with the, in the instrument, uh, uh, sell sell a few instruments here and there. And guys are ordering twenty four sousaphones and don't have what a uh, 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 E flat counter bass clarinet or C tubas. That's when you teach your students. You have to teach the students in chamber ensembles and the small ensembles. That's where they have to be taught. You know, doing marching band, you're trying to push it together. You can only do what? And we have to change shows every what? Every week. So ain't too ain't but so much teaching you can do, you know, when you have to do that. And so what? Why not have symphonic and concert band doing marching band season? They started they started to do that. Prairie View is doing it. Uh Jackson State is 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 doing it. Uh that was something that was phased in when you know when I went there, uh, those years, and of course you know Dow Taylor knew all knew everything that needed to be known about that. And it was wasn't him, Lowell Hollinger. That's that's his thing. Does a great job with it. But you got to expose the kids to the chamber ensembles, and 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 you got to have a program with with full complement. You know, otherwise you know you're spinning your wheels, and you're not preparing your your majors to go out there and be successful, and that's what bothers. Yeah, one of the highlights of my career was when Doc, Mr. Adams, and Julian, um, and Hop and I, it was Hop's first performance with Prairie View. Matter of fact, was at the consortium when we bought all our yeah. um when we bought all our ensembles there. And to have my band director sitting in the audience looking at me up there doing that, and then to come give me a big hug after and say, I'm proud, man, I cried like a baby. Julian, with Julian, Julian, and me and Julian up there hugging and crying like that was one of the highlights of my career, man. Like I can honestly say that all the things I've done, you know, I've won championships, all this stuff. Highlights of my career was Doc sitting up there and saying he was proud of me and that my band sound great, man. Well, so, I, I was sitting in the audience crying also. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, uh, it's been great. Tell all of my people that said hello, Stephen, up there. I got you, Doc. Yeah, yeah, and uh, uh, I'm going to check out now. And uh, hey, keep me posted, guys. When you know when you when you do this thing, every two weeks or something. Every week, every Wednesday, every, week. every okay. Wednesday. Doc. Okay, I, I'll just try to try to pull it in and get it on my schedule and come back in. Let me know what the topics are all about, so I don't get in trouble. 
<laughs> all right, I, I, I'll let I'll let I'll give them to you real early. I ain't gonna give it to them okay. real early. Okay, all right. <laughs> all right, all right. Doc. Good, good night, everybody. Have a good, all right, one, good night. Good night, doc. Good night, sir. Good night. Yeah. Let good me make time. sure I, I I do this the right way. As we see Doc out, let me go ahead and give him his. At the bottom of the screen, Doc, is that red red X that says Leave Studio. I see it. <laughs> All right, there you go. Sebron, we don't want you no more. <laughs> you, weren't, you weren't here for us anyway. You didn't come to see us, Otis. All right. Uh <laughs> Steve, how you doing, bro? I'm how good, man. I can't doing, bro? Hey, huh? We, gotta, hold we up. proud hold of you, dog. Here we go. Hold up. Whoa, 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 whoa. I gotta, I gotta keep the show going. I got, because I, I got hop. I'm ready to get to him in a second, but we got another guest, so we got to bring the other guest in. So give me one out. second. Give me one second. All right. So see, man, you know I love you, brother. Uh, yeah. You good? You ain't got nothing else? No, I'm just saying, keep the kids first, man. Not the internet. Grow Absolutely. student. Absolutely. Love you, bro. What the internet is saying. All right, I'm out of here. All right, bro. All right, you know how it is. We gotta bring, gotta bring him in. The man, the myth, the legend, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, brother? Well, I, know, I was wondering where the hell he was at. <laughs> he was, hey, real talk, real talk. Justin was in there first, but I knew Doc was trying to get off, and I knew yeah. Seaver was trying to get in to, to holler at Doc. He, ain't, I knew Seaver didn't want no parts of us, right. so I wanted to get Seaver in there first. So Justin was actually first. So you know, he he's always he's been first for the last couple of weeks. So there you go, Justin. And he got the five, like, got the five right? million, right? Oh yeah, I like the colors. Is that black and gold? Is that no? Nah, that's a mess. Um, excuse I me. Agree with me. That's a mess. But anyway, <laughs> I'm proud of you, dog. That show is fire, bro. What's up? Thank you, bro. Thank you, thank you, man. The March. Uh, you watch March, Justin? Oh no, I get a chance to watch it. As a matter of fact, I just got home. I'm take you back out, then. If you ain't watched it, man. <laughs> <laughs> Download the CW app. I got it already. together, man. <laughs> so, hey, what I want to do, uh, just to make sure I, I, I uh, do it the right way, um, Hop, I actually want to give you some time to actually talk about it. Okay. Um, so, just Justin, uh, I know you got a whole bunch for us. Uh, yeah. Try to keep it under about three three minutes so that we can get to uh, Hop because we we going a little bit longer. So, I want to get y'all boys out of here. Now, uh, you, you got it, I'm going to be fast, man. I, uh, I just wanted to talk about the... Um, the middle school marching band part, you know what I'm saying? I do think that's very vital, you know what I'm saying? Even I'm from a place, my middle school band had like 150 people in it, you know what I'm saying? So where we're from, that, that's a part of the culture. So I think it's important that we we keep middle school band alive, even though I know a lot of cities are taking it away, like, you know what I'm saying, because they don't support music, especially with a lot of guys in Texas were telling me this week, and I got so many different perspectives on, like, I got a newfound respect for band in Texas, you know what I'm saying? Because... Everybody have a different story, but the same problem. Administrations and just not caring as much. And I'm saying it's crazy that uh, that happens because I'm I'm to the point of if a kid want to pick up a horn, you know what I'm saying? I don't care if he's seen a clip on YouTube. I don't saying if he I don't care if he's just trying to crank that mud. You know what I'm saying? Let him do that. Or like you know, just introduce him to something in a band director's job to mold him and be a better musician and teach him the way that it should go. Last thing, I ain't gonna be all day. I'm glad uh, Doc kind of agreed to what I was saying because I was like, um, I think that it should be implemented at band camps who the legendary band directors are. The same way you got to know your alma mater, the fight song, everything. I think that 
college band should like you know have some type of conference where they get this information and at least make them learn your school's um you know uh history or like you know at least your, your conference school history or something but that's a, a thing i think the the that's legends like knowing, are that's like knowing your founders right you know for whatever your organization is man you don't you can't cross in the i don't know one organization boy scouts of america you can't become a boy scout if you don't know who started the boy scouts right so I, I I think you're absolutely right, man. I think Doc is right. Go ahead, Jess. I don't want to hold you up. Yeah, that's, that, that, that's all I have. Uh, definitely wanted to say, man. And uh, good job this weekend, Quan. Y'all both did a good job in um, Texas this weekend, man. Hey, nice meeting you, bro. Real talk, real talk. And uh, I want to. I do want to say this, Justin. Um, you know, I knew you were you were down here in Dallas, man, and and you were kind of all over the place, man. So, uh, so I do want to say this, man. I do respect what you do. Um, you know, you are getting out there in, inside of the culture and you're really getting in, into the groundwork and, and getting on the ground floor and talking to these band directors and getting inside these band rooms. So I, I want to, you know, personally say that I do respect what you do as far as continuing to highlight the culture and the way that you do it. Um, and then the other thing is I, I'm glad that you did come to Texas because Texas is different as it relates to band. Um, you know, it's really interesting to talk to a lot of people who are from a lot of different areas because, uh, and I don't know if you were able to talk to to Will and all of them and just really like get the the real true rundown of what happens in Texas, but there is a, a high expectation for us to do a lot of things here that just probably don't happen in a lot of other cities and other states. And so we 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 have to compete with all of those things and still be able to you know do the things that we do for the culture and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, admin is definitely a, a really big thing, but. I'm really glad that you uh, were able to chop it up with him, man. And, and so, you know, like I said, I, I, I do respect what you do, man. And that's why, you know, you are definitely a, a uh, one of the biggest friends here at Talk That Talk, brother, because you you definitely are really on the ground for doing it, brother. So, yeah, you know, hats uh, off to you, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, man. It was it was it was, mm-hmm. it was a little heartbreaking to hear some of the stuff that like I talked at least eight band directors from, from the t- Houston and Dallas pretty much. All of them had the same story or same thing they're fighting against but i also think that like you know it's time this me also looking in that we unite and speak up for what's what, what we can do because it's it's no reason why i just looking at dallas i'm like dang like i would went to the uh the, the sock parade because that's that's some history mm-hmm. and i seen them having a, a you know a batter i'm like y'all don't get this often and they was like no i'm like what like I was in shock, so I'm like, what I'm recording right now may not happen no more this year. And he was like, no. And I was like, geez, we are like behind and we need to do something about it. It's just kids having fun, but we'll talk about it next. I know you got to go hot. What up, hot man? One of my good guys, man. I'm going, y'all. Thank you for having me. Hey, right, Julian. Hey, Julian. Well, Justin, by a piece, bro. I got to say something, though. Before Hop go, and before Justin, before Hop go, we also have another first. We had our first signal. Here you go. Oh, here you go. <laughs> here you go. We always got this alpha mess on the show. That's the best that one. Fresh, we got that fresh smash time nail your own with the nice gold <laughs> on it. I need one of them. Ladies and gentlemen, Talk That Talk has their first iota on the show. We oh, never wow. thought it would happen. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Hey, I knew it was going to come up that picture. I was going to see you like a unicorn, man. Hey, you are a unicorn. I mean, your interest needs to have four people in it. Hey, it is what it is. Got All right, man. Brother. Got a D. Um, hey. 
So let me let me do this the right way, man. I know that I talked about it earlier, man, and actually I want to allow Hop to go ahead and really talk about it and go di- uh, deep into it. So we talked about this early, and I'm gonna throw it back up on the screen. We had March that ha- that premiered on Monday, and uh, you know, Prof Hop is here to really, really give you the, some of the rundown and, and give you some more details about it. So Prof, uh, Prof Hop, you got the floor, brother. Ah, man, I don't have a whole lot to say, man. Um, just if you can tune in, um, I think it's a great show. It uh, shows the inner workings of, you know, what we do here at Prairie View a University for the March Storm. And it gives some in-depth, you know, insight as to what it is we really, really do, you know. And, um, you know, I think sometimes we forget, you know, that these students are just that, students, man. And they have different things that go on in their lives and they're juggling, you know, academics and their own personal stuff, you know, all while trying to, you know, represent the university in the best way they can. And that's through the college um music programs man so i think you guys will really 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 like it just check it out it comes on every monday um eight seven central um yeah so just check it out man it's a good watch hey hop i gotta say something what's that julia had me crying because me and him was thinking oh, 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 let, me, let me let me let me let me do it, let me do it. <laughs> go ahead, julia, go ahead bro. so if if anybody has watched the show out there right me and my wife were sitting down watching the show last night because we couldn't catch it we couldn't catch it on the day of but we caught it on the app yeah. And so, first of all, outside of Dr. Sanford, Dr. Zachary was, you know, Mr. Zachary at the time, but he was, you know, my trumpet instructor and former assistant band director. And then we worked together. Uh, matter of fact, all three of us, man, it's good to have all three of us back. Uh, but uh, but all three of us were uh, at Prairie View and with the Marching Storm. And I will tell you one of the things that I truly appreciated about the show is without a shadow of a doubt, Doc Zachary is going to be Zachary. And I just just thought that it was really interesting when that girl walked into that office and was like, so uh, can I get back in the band? He was like, "Uh, I'm going to tell you no. (laughs) He he hit the with the straight smits. Straight smits. I was sitting there like, she came in there sweet and all nice. It was like, no. This time I'm gonna say no. It's, it's well, like, I can't wait to the games. next episode when Cardavian come in with them cookies. <laughs> I cannot wait to see what happens. <laughs> man, uh, I, watch, man. <laughs> I could not look. I can me me and my wife could not stop laughing for at least five minutes because it was just true to form who Doc is. He is consistent across the board. He don't care about no cameras. Ain't trying to. He was like, look. The answer is no, like so. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, if you've ever, if you've ever been a student, if you've ever worked with him, you already know how he's going to be. You know how he is, and at the end of the day, I mean, you're going to have to respect him for who he is. And and you know, I always have. You know, um, he he's he's straight, no chase, and no filter. And and that's really how. I mean, I could go on about how you know I was introduced to him, but that's really how uh, we connected when I was younger. Uh, because he gave it to me raw. Um, so, yeah, you got to check out the show, guys. It's a really good show. Uh, I I really do appreciate it. Not even, and I said this earlier, and I want to make sure I say it again for all of those who are just now tuning in, it's not even for the aspect of just Prairie View. It is for the aspect of the culture actually being showcased uh, in a light uh, as grand as the CW. Um, and so I I I really earnestly hope that everyone tunes in, whether you're a fan of Prairie View or not, um, tune in for the fact of the the fact that we have the culture being represented 
um, in a way that we don't always get the opportunity to see. I think it's only been what two other shows. Uh, it was the Bethune show that that was on what Netflix, and okay. then it was I think it was Alabama State had a yeah. show. There was. Uh, so we, you know, if we support this show and we really, we really, really back the show, it'll show, it'll show people how important our community is and how much we really need to have it on the show. And I think that it will also garner a whole new fan of students because right now we don't have these kind of things on, on national networks and on national platforms uh, that are showcasing band. And so a lot of our students are like, well, I go play football and basketball. Those are on national networks on national platforms. So support the show, man. Support it, regardless if you are a Prairie View fan or not. So that's that's my two cents. Absolutely, everybody. Absolutely. Hey, how how much we gonna see on you on the show, man? I don't know, man. Uh, they follow me around a lot, so we gonna see. You yeah. didn't cuss nobody out on camera, did you? Man, I was a couple times I was mic'd up and forgot, so we gonna see. <laughs> <laughs> we gonna see, bro. <laughs> They're going to have a lot of bleeps and skips. <laughs> you know, you know, already know how it goes. <laughs> All right, pick your feet up, son. <laughs> yeah, because look, even the dude that's trying out for drum major hit them with the, that is not the marching style of the dance. I was like, it's to catch on. What the, hey, if the yeah. kid's using the terminology, you already know. Definitely. And it probably yeah. was hot outside, too. It's Texas. It's always hot outside, bro. <laughs> no, no. It's cold right now, brother. That's why you probably watch it while you got the hoodie on. Touche, it is 46 degrees. Yeah. I ain't moved out here for this. You're right. It's yeah. 46 degrees. I knew it. It's, ain't it's cold. cold outside, dog. That ain't hey, cold. Boy, you fool. No, it's, it's 12 cold, degrees bro. outside here, dog. Y'all yeah, come get some of this. Of that. Right, come yeah. get some of this 12. You got it. You absolutely got it. I ain't, and I got to walk hooch in about <laughs> a little bit, so y'all yeah. pray for me. Hooch would be uh, Hooch would put himself outside. Hey, no, nah, hell no. Nah. Look, Hooch get out there. He feel that cold. He come. Hey, let me do what I got to do and get in this house. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. Um, that's all we got, man. I appreciate everybody for joining us. Let's do it the right way by closing it out right. Uh, so, Rick, any final thoughts? Anything you got for the culture? Uh, yeah, man. It was a great show tonight, man. To get the Smiths brothers back together. Oh, to get, you know, get Doc on here. Um. I think we've all said it all night, man, but I'm just going to continue to say we need to support each other better, man. Quan said it. Every single person on here said it. You don't have to like me. You don't have to like Hop. You don't have to like the groups we work. We don't have to have like nothing. But as black people, we have a responsibility. It is it is our responsibility to make sure that we all move forward. Not just me, not just us, all of us. So I think that at the end of the day, man, if we we go more into that, um, it, with that in mind, when we go into the things we do in daily life, life will be better. Um, what I'm listening to now, uh, y'all pray for me. I, as a matter of fact, I need everybody watching. I need your prayers. I submitted the first page of my uh, comp exams uh, two days ago, and I got question two yesterday. So plan on writing 15 pages and turn into 30. So <laughs> um, I would de definitely appreciate all your prayers. But, you know, just in light of that, man, just continue to be be great to one another, man. Continue to support HBCU band culture. I'm listening to a lot of jazz right now because it has to do with what I'm writing about. If you want some really interesting music, I don't even like calling it jazz because it's so much more. Go check out some Maria Schneider. Maria Schneider. 
She's really hip, man. Lady out in New York. Oh, she's from Minnesota, but I've been listening to a lot of her music because I'm doing some writing about it. So uh, if you want some good music, some nice relaxing music to listen to tonight, that's a that's definitely a good one. And uh, that's all I have, man. Oh, uh, yeah. I think that's it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, one more thing. I'm sorry. I am also the caption head and hop. I'm going to call you because I want them kids, man. But um, I'm the caption head of the Mandarins Drum and Bugle Corps out of Sacramento, California. Uh, everybody that knows me knows I've been with the Blue Coats for the last eight years. I'm no longer with them. Um, now with the Mandarins, we're a finalist corps just like the Blue Coats. So awesome experience for your kids. If you have some kids that are interested in marching drum corps, please reach out to me. Uh, I'm looking to get people like us involved in the activity, people that look like us. It was one of the most important experiences of my life. And I feel like I want to give that same experience to others. So if you have some kids that are interested in marching drum corps, please reach out to me. So that's it. Thanks y'all. All right, Quan. any final thoughts, anything you got for the culture? Alpha stinks. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, Hey, man, y'all continue to check y'all mental health, man. We had a, a great secondary sessions on Monday. Uh, had opportunity to meet Ms. Brown, Mrs. Brown. Uh, great, uh, great knowledge and whatnot. Uh, man, check that, man. At the end of the day, we all are dealing with something as educators. Be mindful. Self-care um, is love. Uh, take them days off if you need one. We're talking. Sometimes you just need a nap. Go on, take it. It's okay. Again, like we've stated already, support the march. I think this is something big. If we look out through history, uh, our, of course, biggest movie that we had was Drumline. And then after Drumline, we had, a uh, honestly, an influx of um, of students joining band. And I think uh, we had the Alabama show. We had the Bethune-Cookman show. And now this right here. So uh, support it, man. And let's continue uh, to teach kids the right way. Um, and I think tonight... Uh, Prof said it the uh, the best. We major in a lot of minor things. Let's reverse that. That's all hey, Quan, Quan was Miss Brown. I saw that show, man. She kind of cute, man. I might have to spit that water at her, man. You think you can hook me up, Quan? Well, I, I mean, her I, name I, was I, Mrs. Brown, so she may already be taken. Mrs. Brown, oh, I'm gonna have to go <laughs> spit that water at her. Hey, Miss Brown, no, <laughs> no, man. very very beautiful lady, man. Real talk. Uh, she, all right. she, oh. all right. she, all right. she. So, Rick, I'm going to see if this one works with all this alpha hate you got. Let me see. Haters will hate always. That's what they do. They hate. Yeah. Pop. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, uh, Hop. Man, any yeah, man. final thoughts, anything you got for the culture, brother? Man, uh, just piggybacking off what you guys said, man. Check your mental health, man, and let's continue to move on with it up with you know, let's make sure we continue to teach these kids, man, um, proper technique. And just being there, man, remember that it's about students. You know, I think uh, my man Seaburn said it best, man. It's about the students, not about what the un the unqualified have to say, man. Do what's best for these students. And, um, man, I also want to say, man, I'm super proud of y'all fellas, man. Rick, Luke, Quan, y'all killing it out there, man. I'm very proud to see what talk that talk has has turned into, you know. And, uh, Rick, you're going to kill that thing with your, with your doctorate. Um, this won't be my last time here. You know, I do work for the storm, so we work 30 hours a day. But on days that we do get out, you know, fairly early, man, I definitely want to make sure that I, I drop in with you guys, man. I think what you guys are doing are, is is needed. It's necessary. We got to start having these hard conversations. Otherwise, there will be no change. So 
appreciate you guys having me, man, and I'll be back. Yeah, he's absolutely right, man. I've been trying to get hot for a while. <laughs> He'd be like, man, hey, I got practice, though. It's, it's tight. It's so, tight man, on marches here. Right. You ain't getting no yeah, parts tight. of hot during, hot during marches. <laughs> ain't getting no parts of the hot. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but no, let me uh, go ahead and, and, and close out by saying this, man. First of all, I'm actually glad that I, I got to see Dr. Sanford again and Dr. Sanford joined the panel, man. We've me and uh Rick been kind of going back and forth with this. Rick is 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 very instrumental, was very instrumental on getting Doc on. And then, you know, we had some mishaps last week, but we we got it to work. So it was good to see Doc and and I I will also say it's actually good to see me, Rick, and and Hop, you know, not physically in the same place, but all three of us in the same spot. Uh once again, man. It's it's been a very, very long time. Uh, since we've all been together, so it's 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 a it's a good thing to to see and and, and be around. It makes makes me feel like you know fifteen uh, again, man. So great man, uh, fifteen times, man. 15 times. Yeah, hey, definitely, hey, and hey, Luke, we got to tell them, hey, Quan, me, Hop, and Luke are all gonna be at TMEA. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. TMEA, man. So if we y'all want to come meet us, man, come, hey, come say hi. Don't be disrespectful, cause we, hey. We, and we're going live on right. Wednesday still at TMEA. We still doing the show at TMEA on Wednesday. So I'm yeah, coming yeah. up. I'm coming yep. up on Friday, man. We have to play for the Rockets on Thursday. <laughs> oh, okay. Smith, daddy. Yeah, we, we just got the got the call. So we'll be doing that on Thursday. But I'll be up on Friday. Yeah. Okay. So come meet us. And I, I was looking in the comments, man. We got some goats in the comments. Shout out to Mr. Larry Jenkins. Uh well, assistant band director over at Tennessee State. Good friend of mine from many years from the great city of Portsmouth. Yes, brother Jenkins, just there. Uh, What's up, Fred? My guy. Uh, a bunch of people. Chuck, you ain't come in tonight, but good show tonight, fellas. I love hey, you. Yeah, let man. Me, let, me, let me say this. Let me say this. Real talk. Let me, I'm going to take over a second. No, all jokes aside, I think you gentlemen, you deserve roses too. I think you guys are great band directors and y'all future goats as well. Kind of like y'all little brother and I be peeping y'all out on a lot of things. And a lot of the times you don't have to be the loudest person in the room. Like you have to humble yourself, Rick up. And who that's happening from? You gotta humble yourself, real talk, and make sure that like you surround yourselves around great people and, and people that are doing great things. So like I said, man, keep doing what y'all doing. Cause I know it's not an easy task either. Cause if it's hard for me at the high school level, I damn sure know it's hard at that collegiate level. So man, just keep doing what y'all doing. And I'm I'm one of y'all biggest fans, real talk. Man, we love you too, man. We love you, bro. Larry, we got to get you on the show, bro. We got to get you on here. But go ahead, Uh, you. And then uh, another thing I do want to say, I know Quan kind of hinted on it, but uh, on Mondays we do do, I I, I do have another show called Secondary Sessions. Secondary Sessions is specifically for secondary music educators and band directors uh, where we do have those conversations about what's going on in the secondary schools. Uh, so, uh, if you're a secondary director or if you're a secondary music educator, I definitely, uh, you know, implore you to check that out. We definitely had a great, great, great session, uh, on this past Monday, man. And, it and, and really, uh, we've gotten a lot of feedback from that, man. So if you haven't checked, uh, or if you haven't been able to check out that episode, you can also go into the passion is network, man, and go ahead and click on all of the lives. And it's going to be right there. It's, uh, after this one is going to be the top thing. So, uh, you can definitely check that out. All right. 
I other than that, man, it's been a great show. I appreciate everybody tuning in, man. Dr. Sanford, Josh, man, y'all go follow Josh Williams, man. He, um, Josh, Josh Robinson, my bad. Uh, he, he actually is doing really good things with his kids, man. So check him out. Man, y'all continue to watch March, continue to support the channel. We will see you guys next Wednesday. Thank you for tuning in to Talk That Talk. Find us on social media outlets and YouTube at Real Talk That Talk. Talk That Talk is a brand of the Passion Is Network. You can contact Passion Is at passionis1919 at gmail.com. If you would like to contact the panel of Talk That Talk, email us at realtalkthattalk at gmail.com.